Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome. Uh, this is uh, Fifle's Post Show. Um, hopefully you enjoyed All In as much as we did. But you know what it is. If you watch Grapsy every Saturday, I'm Phil Lindsay, my co-host Righteous Reg. What's going on, man? It's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Here today with you guys on a Sunday, different day, covering a great wrestling event that just happened, All In. Phil, I'm very satisfied with what transpired here tonight. I think for the most part, 90% of it was amazing, great stuff, all kinds of uh, what you would expect from a big stadium show like this. So I'm pretty satisfied with the results. How do you kind of feel overall on what the event was? Uh, I think it was great. I think if uh, you were looking for a big stadium show with like all of the like theatrics and all of the pageantry, mm-hmm. um, this was a lot of fun. Um, this was an incredible crowd, an incredible atmosphere for wrestling. Um, and we got some really good matches. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you uh, got any of the feels of being there from All In for the first time. Um, I was at All In and just like just thinking about some of the wrestlers that were on that card and just how far their careers came since then. It was really cool to see. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing kind of how it started with the uh, the zero hour and just how it was laid out, having Kip Sabian there and having, because Kip Sabian's been down with AEW since the beginning, pretty much having Renee there kind of to be the, she's the glue now to that holds AEW together, I think kind of on a weekly basis. So having them there kind of going over everything and some of the stuff we're going to get to here pretty soon. I thought it was a great event all around. I thought at the end, it really like kind of what I was talking about yesterday on Grapsy and what I expected. It was capped off by like, here's our big star. 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman, he's the guy, he's the champ, he's the go, he's the one that's going to be the future of this company. I thought they achieved exactly what they needed to do. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the little controversy that's looming over the top of this show because well, you can't. Which one? <laughs> uh, I mean, before we jump into that, you know, of you know course, if, if if you want to uh, uh, participate in this show, send us your super chats. Uh, if you want to send us your Humper Chats, you can send us Humper Chats via HumperChat.com slash Fightful. Um, but I said, what which controversy? Because, of course, we do have things like the controversy backstage, or we mm-hmm. have like the bigger moment or the bigger note. I, well, I don't know if I can say it was the bigger note. Um, the thing that is more noticeable is that Mercedes Monet was in the crowd for this show. To me, that's the biggest moment of a show. That right there. And Phil, they started it off like the beginning of the night, zero hour. They're like, oh, Mercedes is here. Like usually kind of for a thing like this, you would think like, oh, they're going to wait until the big show kicks off main card. They're on pay-per-view. But no, you think about it. They're trying to sell more pay-per-view. So if you say, yo, Mercedes is in the crowd, some people are going to be like, yo, it's time to pull up. Pretty shocking, though, right? Was it how did you feel when Mercedes is on the screen and throughout the show, they were like, one showing her on camera and being like, "Yo, the women's division should watch out because Mercedes Monet is in here." Um, I was Monet, surprised to see know. her. <laughs> I was surprised <laughs> to just see her in the crowd, like NXT style. Like, wait, right. what is she doing here? Um, I was kind of surprised <laughs> to see that. And then you know they kept cutting back to her, like clearly like getting her takes on what was happening with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much seems like they're in the business of working with Mercedes. Um, yeah. If people thought this was just like a coincidental cut to her because she's here thing. No, nope. this stuff, there was too much intention behind it. This mm-hmm. definitely seems like she will be doing something with AEW soon. We also yep. got the Fightful Select report today that uh, uh, notes the same thing, that there are plans to work with Mercedes soon. Um, I don't think that that part about it is that surprising given mm-hmm. um, what we knew about uh, Mercedes before she got injured uh, right. when Willow came back with the belt and how they showed her on AEW television for the first time you know I don't I don't think they would have done any of that if they didn't have plans to and eventually work with her yeah exactly exactly I think without the injury this year would have looked completely different in the AEW uh, women's division because Mercedes probably would have been there for a lot of it this was really interesting Phil because earlier today I had t- Mercedes had tweeted like pictures of her out uh in london and i was like that's super interesting because usually in this I'm situation yeah no exactly that was saying in this situation it's usually like uh somebody will post like a fake out picture like actually i'm over here in uh vegas or something just to try to throw them off mercedes was like no i'm here there's big ben like i'm here to let y'all know like there's no <laughs> secret <laughs> yeah no she was she was outside she was in front of the big ferris wheel that's in london i i forget the name of it the london eye i think that's the name of it mm-hmm. um and she was outside she was like no nope, i'm here um yeah. and then, so, so once they showed her in the crowd i was like oh no she was really here huh no it, she's really here yeah not a joke no no faking right here i'm here to be outside and it's crazy because I think them making the emphasis on it felt like that big, like how they do it in NXT, they do it in UFC, kind of like there's a big star here. But the way that they were saying on commentary, like because sometimes they'll show a big star in the crowd and just like a mystery. No, the the commentators were like, Mercedes is here. Uh, when uh, eventually what happened, they're like, these women should fear what's going on. Mercedes is a big deal. They talked about it a little bit uh, before the show 
uh, Paul White was saying, like, yo, Mercedes is one of them ones. Everybody should be careful of what's going on here. So that was super interesting way to start the show, I thought. Uh, it's a really great way to get people to kind of buy in. I'm pretty sure people bought in after that because they thought she might have made a real in-ring appearance. But I thought what they did was enough for her here tonight. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, of course, as you said, there was more than one controversy um, <laughs> because the other controversy was apparently there was some backstage happenings between uh, CM Punk and Jack Perry after uh, the zero hour match heading into the opening match of the show. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of this. We, uh, of course, have one side of the story that is available via Fightful Select that, uh, you know, some of this stem from uh the jack line from the the match which we'll get more into his match in but yeah. he referenced of course the uh altercation from collision where they had a back and forth and that led to more back and forth backstage which then got physical he said um, yeah i got the quote you know what this is right here real glass go cry me a river <laughs> right in the camera in this man's eyes before he knew what he was gonna do, I Play, think that's playing what in his this face. Was. This was premeditated, <laughs> Phil. He did like Jack was like, the glass is gonna be there. I know the camera's gonna be right there. I'm gonna get mine's off real quick. And then he went, apparently, reports say, went to the back and said, Yeah, what's up, big dog? That's how we do it around here. And CM Punk uh didn't take very likely that. CM Punk apparently shoved him, they came back, and apparently, these are stories, these are mysteries, these are one, one side, one side of the story, one uh. side. Jack Perry was choked. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, of course, uh, we're never we're not going to know the whole story. Never. Anything we hear every time, there's more than one side of the story. We we're only hearing a percentage of it. Um, of there's course, there's an also- urban ur- urban legend of Chris Jericho putting Goldberg in a front face lock, and we still ride that out. So you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Like we, we'll never ever know. This is like a, so- it's going to be a wrestling mystery for all forever at this point. Yeah, so, uh, of course, I'm already seeing people in the chat um, because our guy, the Redeemer, Miro, has um, seen that that one side of the story is out there. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted that that is untrue, that is fake news. And so, I don't know. Um, personally, as we've talked about on Grapsity when this stuff has come up in the last few weeks, I'm personally tired of talking about backstage drama. I think that this stuff is just getting ridiculous. It's to the point where it is always flying in the face of a show and it is always kind of overshadowing something that we should be paying more attention to. This is the biggest show in the company's history. We should not be talking about grown men um, getting into an argument about glass and fighting. It's, it's stupid. Like, I just think all of it's dumb. It's a, uh, I, it, it just seems like cliche at this point where AEW has a big moment or a big something. And then something with CM Punk happens to kind of loom over it to destroy it. I can't take it anymore. Stop it, dude. Let's just have these wrestling matches. We had a big, great show that we're about to get all into. So many great, amazing moments. A career-defining promotional moment for them. 81,000 people. And all people can talk about is this dumb fight that we don't even know if really happened or not. So it's very unfortunate. It's it's silly. Uh, But, you know, I guess we should get into some super chat for this. Yes, we should. Um... 
We got some super humper chats. Of course, you guys always, we appreciate you for joining us here on this Sunday morning. It's unconventional because the UK show was at a different time. Shout out to the UK people getting Shout out to, to afternoon wrestling, man. I, yeah. I'm here I for it. it. No, I, I'm a big fan of it. I like to waking up early. I like to having breakfast and watching this show and getting to do this podcast in the middle of the day, not at 9 p.m. So shout out to UK wrestling for representing. Uh, we're going to start out with a few cheap super chats. Uh, again, appreciate you guys. Shout out Spurs says, uh, no backstage nonsense is ruining that show for me. A couple of winners I didn't agree with, but all matches hit. The crowd was incredible. Mercedes looking fine as hell. Perfect show. I mean, can't we, disagree. Mercedes was looking like $1 million out there. Look, listen, Britt Baker, your counter days, Missy. You try to do that promo that Whoa. you did against Soraya, against Whoa. Mercedes. You're out of here, Missy. Well, don't even try it. I, I don't know, man. You, you, you sure you want to do that? Because I seen how she was talking about that other podcaster that was talking crazy about her. Hey, yeah, showed up to Wembley and wanted to take a picture with me. So, you know, <laughs> she'd be out here lurking in these comments, man. So, Hardy, <laughs> might want to be har, careful. Hardy, har, har, har. Count your days, Missy. Mercedes Monet is here. <laughs> the real leader of this women's division is here. And uh, no, I'm totally kidding, man. Uh, it's really, uh, hopefully mercedes gives them some kind of something with the women's division makes them care for some amount of time that's really what this is all about because it really has always kind of felt like there hasn't been that one big star i know it's super annoying it's supposed to be like a team effort all the team together should make this but if there hasn't been that one big women's star that's like we need to see her. We want her to be in the main events. We tune into the shows for her. And we've seen that with Mercedes in New Japan wrestling of all places. So, you know, she's a, she's a game changer, as they say. Yep. Um, this is a playing on to Mercedes thing. It's pretty funny. Why do they make it seem like Mercedes is going for the trios title single-handedly? Kind of playing into her being just shown throughout the uh, – Throughout uh, the night, which no, I thought people, was pretty dope. People were out there rapping, so they were like, hey, she might like rap. Like, <laughs> put the camera on her. <laughs> uh, Van Twinblade, our friend, says a 7 out of 10 show, negative 2 points for no flaming chair. Gotta, You got to leave something to the imagination, Van. It's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a couple of the super chats we're going to get into for now. We're going to uh, get into some of this... Uh, um, what happened uh, earlier in the zero hour? Wait, no, we got some Humper chats too, right? I think we maybe do. Yeah. Uh, just one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Tony P. Mm, there's a lot in this show, you guys. Like, I'm trying to go through and make sure it's all together, but. Tony Khan really put together a lot of show today. I, did I mean to uh, click on that? Did you click on that one? <laughs> um, no. I'm, I'm... I mean, I guess it's relevant to this topic that we were just talking about. Yeah, Jake Salazar <laughs> on his uh, punk train, on a punk hype train, is saying that, you know, these folks going to learn to stop coming at Phil. Um, I don't know if people be coming at me. Maybe you're talking about Phil Brooks. But, um, <laughs> I don't think he's talking about you. <laughs> I, I, listen, man, I'm an innocent bystander in all of this. Like, I'm just a guy that wants to watch wrestling and come on here and talk with another dreadheaded friend. It's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. I agree. Is Punk a cancer? I don't know if he's born in the summer months. I think his, his birthday's in October. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? 
I, I think his birthday is October, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. That's as most as you're going to get from it, you guys. It's uh, stories and uh, revelations and things. I'm sure Sean Ross Sapp will have a big report for you guys very, very soon on everything you need to need to hear. If you want to hear uh, more of the complete story that Fightful kind of got or incomplete, I guess you could say, because there's only one side so far. Definitely subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp is out in London right now, probably mm -hmm. at the press conference, uh, getting all the news, getting everything you need to come out of uh, All In. So definitely subscribe to that. Yep. Uh, we got or we got more supers and humpers, or you want to hop into this actual card? Let's hop into the card. Okay. Uh, see, starting with the zero hour, mm -hmm. um, we surprisingly started with the tag match. Um, I actually thought that that was going to go on last, but um, we started with the world Ring of Honor World Tag t Title match. All yep. the Open took on the team of um, Adam Cole and MJF. Better mm -hmm. than you, baby. Um, crowd popped huge for these guys. Everything they did, eating got a palm of their hands. The kangaroo kick got over huge. The double clothesline got over huge. Um, I thought this was an excellent way to not just start the zero hour, but entice people to watch the show if they didn't already buy the pay-per-view. Yeah, I thought that Ozzy Open did exactly what they needed to do here in this situation. I'm still on the fence on what happened here. So Adam Cole and MJF, of course, defeated Ozzy Open to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Everybody knows the disdain I have for what is going on with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. I think they played a, a good role of kind of what went on here. So I understand what happened, but I was pretty frustrated coming out of this because it's like, I know what these championships are. And mm -hmm. it's like, would it have worked the same way if they maybe used the AEW World Tag Team Championships? Would that have changed something? I really don't know. But I think it, at the end of this show, I was like, okay, I kind of understand why they did what they did here. Uh, I feel like they've been telegraphing it for a while. When they ran that uh, that that vignette where they were showing the history of the Ring of Honor titles, mm -hmm. and they made a point to point out that several single stars have got together to win these belts. I was like, uh-huh. And then I saw after that, Aussie Open had been defending the belts almost every week, and they were stacking up the title defenses. I was like, uh-huh. And yeah. it just it just felt like it was all like leading in that direction for a while. So I wasn't too surprised that they won the titles here. I think it was a good way to, again, entice people to watch this pay-per-view, but also keep people invested in this storyline. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would have been... Maybe intriguing if they lost, but I can't see any point where they went into this show where you've got two guys that are going to be in your main event and one of those guys are going to lose on this card before you get to the main event. Yeah, I, I didn't just, it just wouldn't have made a lot of sense. But yeah, good way to kind of start the show here. You get the... Uh... You get that 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 theme going on with Adam Cole and MJF. You get Ozzy Open's theme going off. You get to see how hot the crowd is right here on the Zero Hour, showing those people that are maybe on the fence that, yeah, you should tune in because this crowd's going to be otherworldly. I thought with the crowd throughout the night, they maybe could have been mic'd a little better. I, I thought it looked like they were a lot louder than it sounded on, on, yeah. the, show, on the show. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um not for nothing. All the Open was great in this match as well. All the yeah. Open, for the short time where they were champions, were also tremendous champions. They're a great tag team. They're going to be back. I'm not worried about the fact that, you know, they've lost. Because, I mean, that's a team that you can have on AEW weekly television regularly. I'm not hurting by the fact that they're not going to be a ring of honor. 
Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, our homeboy Bragov says I was uh, entertained completely. It's three a.m. and I'm here uh, for the pa- the post show, but I might pass out soon since I got work in like five hours. Love the pay per view. That's why I want to shout out Bragov five because hours. he needs to get to bed. I want to read his super chat so he can uh, get to it. <laughs> yeah, man, get some rest, Bragov. Man, like don't be at a don't don't be sleeping the job, bro. Yeah, no, 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 not for the bros. Like we're gonna be here when work is over. Totally, just hop on the YouTube. If you guys send likes and thumbs up, YouTube is going to send it right to them. If you feel me. Uh, I guess before yeah. that, on the uh, the zero hour, there was the contract signing with the big homie and somebody we talked about earlier in this podcast, Miro. Uh, there were some homies also there on security staff. Shout out to Michael Oku, who we just interviewed very recently, uh, Phil and I for uh Grapsity. so it was dope yeah. seeing him wish we could have saw him actually wrestling Wrestle. on the show jericho made him that promise and he lied who's surprised got him on as an extra there are a few other extras i recognized um simon miller from what culture was also next oh look at that really cool yeah uh, shout out to simon that was a cool mm-hmm. moment for him couldn't happen for a nicer guy um yeah. so that was dope um but yeah, the contract signing was a contract signing. Like it's yeah. not anything that's gonna light the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the bigger talking point, shenanigans wise, was the Jericho "You People" promo that we got later in Zero Hour, where mm-hmm. he came out with his entire entourage of uh, Satnam Singh, his his wife, and everybody. And I I chuckled to myself because I was like, "This is Jared. It's Wembley. This guy's <laughs> not gonna miss a chance to get it back. He's not gonna miss a chance to be at a big show. He will be here." And so he was doing the usual yeah. America rules stuff in front of the UK. It was crowd. so horrible, Phil. I hate awful, it. Man. but it was doing, perfect. Doing the, the wanker thing and all of the yeah. all of the whatnot, and uh, he was surprisingly uh, kicked out of the ring and got his comeuppance from. Paul White and Grado. Where did Grado come from? Like, what? I was like, wait, Grado? Okay. And just seeing people online's response to Grado and then seeing like the crowd's response to Grado is just yeah. such a great juxtaposition because you had some people like, wait, who's this guy? And then you have somebody, mm-hmm. some people that are like, yeah, Grado. Yeah, no, when his name came across the little screen, people were going ham over there because he's over, yeah. over there. Yes, yes, yes. So it was cool to see Grado. Um, cool to see uh, Anthony Agogo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully they've got stuff for Anthony Agogo down the line. Fight for Select as well. Um, he just signed an extension, so he will be with the company, I think, through 2025. Dope. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he will be back. He's got new, new grades. He's got the He's got the beard lined up, man. Yep. Get this guy on TV, man. Yeah, this was a shenanigans field. A big show hit. Satinum with the big right. Uh, Grado ends up hitting Jared with the guitar. Getting this come up. It's from their little radio interview that they had a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Big moment. There was a couple of moments throughout here, throughout the show, that were pretty glaring. Like we're playing, we're paying tribute to like people that kind of have haven't gotten what they haven't gotten what they deserved as like UK talent. For mm-hmm. this long time, I mean, because we're talking about the uh, the other Wembley show we're talking about happened in 1992. So, like, what's happening between here and 1992? And AEW played a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So AEW kind of tried to pay tribute to that, which I thought was really dope. Uh, also, in the zero hour, we got the match we talked a little bit about before for the FTW World Championship. It was the FTW champion Jack Perry taking on the challenger Hook. Hook got a big pop right here, Phil, didn't he? It did. I was very glad because he's we talked about a little bit on Grapsy this week that um 
he was white hot at one point, and then he yeah. kind of lost a little bit of steam because he wasn't on TV consistently. So I was wondering how was the UK crowd going to react to him, and he actually got a very good reaction. Um, I was very happy for him for that. I was very happy that this match went over well. I yeah. thought the match was very good as well. It was yeah, a very yeah. fun, like hardcore style match. Um, a car based match. Car based <laughs> match. Um, yeah. Uh, Jack pulled up in his uh, stretch and hopped out and mm-hmm. hopped on top doing the king of the world. I am FTW champion. Yeah. Um, I've said for the longest people that are not in on some some of the parts of Jack's act as a heel, like the the music or his promos. Whether you feel about those things, that's here or there, but Jack in ring as a heel is hidden, bro. Yeah, so the bell rings. It It doesn't matter. Like, he's good at that. He really gets gets the little things. He knows spacing. He knows timing. He knows where to be at all moments. And he's really been – I thought I knew it was going to happen, but when he turned heel, his, like – it's just so much better. I was like, I know he's going to be a really good heel, and he's like executing it exactly yeah, like I thought. He, he was great. I think everything that he did, the the knives to RVD that he did, the uh, rolling thunder that he did o- across the, the hood of the car was dope. Um, some of the other moments, like, uh, of course, the moment we talked about, real glass, cry me a river, <laughs> right in the camera, was very funny when I Real first glass. Saw it. Real glass. <laughs> I, it was really funny when I first saw it. I right. thought it was a great way to get a reaction out of yeah. fans that don't like CM Punk. Right. Um, and he did a few other things that were either nods to um to Taz or other ECW guys that were mm-hmm. also fun. He did mm-hmm. a great job, several points getting the crowd to boo him. Um, I I'm here for him as a heel. I think he's just got to get the rest of the stuff, um, the rest of the package to work. But I think this FTW run worked out for him because you know, saying worked out for him past tense because he did lose this match. Um, Hooker locked in the red rum on him, did tap out to him. He is your now two-time FTW champion. Uh, and I think that was the right call. I think this was a big moment for Hook. Um, <laughs> what? I think it was the right call. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I think you're saying all this in past tense because who knows if Jack's going to be to work after this. He was wilding, bro. Look, <laughs> this isn't even rumors. Like, I don't even like, if you just read the story, you're like, oh, so he talked trash. He talked, he said, real glass on camera. Then he went to the back and tried to punk this guy out <laughs> before the biggest pay-per-view in wrestling history is about to happen. And this guy's the first match. And Jack was like, I'm not even going to wait for his match to be over. I'm about to pull up. That's crazy. Nah, nah bro got backstage and was like, oh, I'm losing. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on vacation. I lost my belt, bro. What's up? I'm oh, that's Punk. Oh, that's Punk. What's up, bro? <laughs> Oh, you wild, Jack. <laughs> but uh, oh, wow, outside man. of the the backstage curricular Ooh. stuff, um, I do think this was the right call because it was a big moment for Hook. Well, yeah, and I do think it's a good reset for Hook. Um, mm-hmm. based off of the reaction he got, um, I thought he looked very good in this match. I thought he looked really good in the Collision match on on Saturday as well. Um, so hopefully they've got plans for Hook going forward. Hopefully this is not just you know relying on the reactions he's got and they've got some fuse and storylines going on. Because I mean, as far as best story first storylines go i thought the stuff with jack was very good yeah yeah i i liked the uh it was silly but like him chasing jack and then finally kind of catching him yeah but i thought uh the stuff that they kind of told after that with like just hook being like i'm gonna get this full that's it like there's not really complicated to it uh jack winning i thought exactly like you said he executed it's i think it said he was 39 days as champion like that was perfect amount of time for him to do exactly what he needed with that championship and give it even more prestige. So if Hook can take this, what he got here, 
and move forward with it, I think it's going to be really good. Right. Uh, Hook. Hook. Uh, we got any super chats on the zero hour match? Yes. Uh, it's a hopper chat, actually. You don't even know. I thought that uh, Hook's theme went off pretty hard. A lot of things went off pretty hard in front of the Wembley crowd. I agree. Let's see for our humper chat for that from yep. Bizarro Big L. He says yep. uh, <laughs> beating some humility, beating Hook beating some humility back into Jack Perry was well earned. Uh, that shot at at Punk seemed like. <laughs> That's his new feud. So much hate watching the pay-per-view and people blasting Mercedes saying they hated her in WWE. The slander is crazy. Overall, great card. Not one bad match. I don't know if I would put much stock into that being uh, his next feud, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I do. Think I think people think this is uh, like an angle. Um, That's a wild way to I think. Don't, I don't know if I would... Uh, take that uh that viewpoint but yeah uh, sure yeah. um but i again i thought all the stuff that jack did in match i thought was great i thought he came off looking really good um i thought yeah. both guys came out this match looking very good yeah. uh see other who hopper chance we got here from tony p he says uh time on this show flew by the crowd was hype all the matches hit and that indie was a perfect bow to celebrate what they accomplished i agree yeah totally yep that was like it, it was ac exactly like Phil was saying. The spirit of All In was just basically here in London. And I guess we could get into it uh, right here early. They announced at the end of this show, All In 2024 is coming back to Wembley August 25th of next year, Phil. How do you feel about that? I was surprised that they announced it so quickly, uh, but that just goes to show the success of the show. Um, they announced a record during the show, 81,035 uh, people. Mm -hmm. um but i was surprised not only did they announce it so quickly but they announced kind of for the same weekend so that that makes me wonder are they going to do the all in and all out back-to-back -back schedule again or are they going to push all out later into the year uh... um, i think that they should personally i think if they do it again i think that they could easily go with all out later in september um i could understand why they want to still do uh labor day weekend but i don't think it would hurt to move that pay-per-view yeah, because honestly, I don't I don't know if there's a lot of crossover. I think the biggest point was that the point that people are making of like, oh, uh, spending $50 two weekends in a row is kind of crazy. But, you know, you all figured it out. Uh, Jennifer Kathleen on the subject of a, a all elite a all in next year. She says, TK, please wrap Jamie Hayter and, pa and pack in a bubble wrap before next please. year's show. We need them there. Please. <laughs> We need to. We need because to start the first Phil, today. <laughs> could you imagine the pop that Jamie Hader would have got? It would have been crazy. Damn, big missed opportunity. Big missed opportunity for Jordy Pack as well. Um, was very sad that he did not make the show, especially because he just came back. Um, yeah, hopefully he's doing well. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's really unfortunate. Them two right there were just like. Damn. I mean, we got Osprey and some other people that got moments on the show. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the main card that happened here on the show. We kicked off the show with the Real World's Championship. Samoa Joe took on the Real World's Champion, CM Punk, in a 
even crazier. I thought the match was really great, Phil. Honestly, I thought the stuff that they really did was fun. Knowing what happened before makes it even better. Like, I'm like, wait, he did that. And then he did that. I loved it. When he did the John Cena shoulder block, shoulder block, shoulder block, uh, into Five the knuckle. Oh my god. Into the into was, the leg drop. I was out of here. Out uh, of here. <laughs> um this is kind of like what say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I talked about before when I talked about Will Smith getting on stage and slapping somebody and then going backstage and <laughs> dancing and getting jiggy with it and all this other That's stuff. Like, bro, was. choking somebody and then coming out to your theme music unfazed, like nothing unfazed. happened. And yeah. then going on to have a fantastic match. Yeah. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> I was like, that is, uh, that's definitely a way to that's show you that guy. I was like, all right, but no, this match was very good. I think this was yeah. their best uh, exchange since... Uh, uh, Joe and Punk have had the matches with AEW. Definitely, um, I think, definitely. and I enjoyed the six man match on the debut of Collision. I also enjoyed the Owen Hart Cup match, but this was absolutely the best match. Um, this match was essentially Joe beating the snot out of this guy for <laughs> the first half of this match. Uh, Joe coming out and waiting for him again to try and do a dive off of the top and stepping out of the way and letting this man embarrass himself. He tried to uh, go for a, a Hurricane Ron at some point. Takes him, swings him right into the front of the table. Yeah, flips him that big bird. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, he was uh he was putting hands and feet on this man for the first half of this match, man. Um, yeah. So that when Punk finally does make his comeback, it does feel convincing. Like you said, he did, he does the Cena spot into the Hogan spot, like he's been doing. Um, <laughs> he he also hammed it up a few times for people that wanted to boo him. Uh. I thought this was great, man. I thought mm-hmm. I thought him pulling off the Pepsi plan to finish this off as well yeah. was very good. But right. this was a match where I felt like it could have gone either way throughout most of the match because, like I said, Definitely. Punk was he was taking a beating. So I was yeah. like, Joe, Joe was dragging him. Yeah, in the beginning, Joe was dragging him. I love that because the promos leading up to this, Joe was saying that Joe's been like, "Man, you've been overlooking me. I got this match when you didn't even really want to give it to me, and then you embarrassed me last week with that uh, vampire stuff." Like. I'm about to beat you up, bro. So he beat him up real bad. But the thing is, it's like the best part about CM Punk and Samoa Joe is they continuously plan to their history. So it's like they both know every move that each other's going to make, and it's always going to play a part in their matches. And that's exactly what it did here. <laughs> him finishing the match with the Pepsi plunge to just be like, yeah, I did it back then and I did it to you now. It's like, yeah, you guys, yeah. that was great. Uh, mm-hmm. You just made, you made me think about uh, speaking of embarrassing him. Um, the the match from for collision 
and he he used the coquina clutch to tap a guy out at the yeah. end. And the whole time you could just see in Joe's face, he's just getting furious. And then he just he goes into his headset and goes, Is the match over? Oh, the match yeah. is over. Snatch his headset off. He looks right in the ring. It's oh, the match is over, over. yeah. <laughs> That's Samoa Joe. That's the best part about Samoa Joe is that he's about that action, man. He is about that action. What do you think is going to come out? <laughs> What's going to come out of this? I laugh because Punk is here and I don't. <laughs> um, well, I, I, you know. Let's kayfabe. Let's forget about what happened backstage. Let's. What's going to happen to CM Punk and Samoa Joe moving forward? Joe is still your king of television. Yeah. Um, and so I look forward to him, you know, defending that belt uh, sometime soon. I hope we eventually get to Zack Sabre match that they had teased at some yes. point. Yeah, um, why don't they do uh, this? So hopefully, hopefully we'll get that soon. Um, but Joe, man, Joe's at the top of his game, promo-wise, character-wise. He looked incredible tonight. Um, looking forward to what he does with the rest of this reign. Um, for Punk, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> he, of course, is still our real world champion. He did not lose his belt tonight. I am assuming he will be back to defend that belt in Chicago, Illinois, at all out. Um, but I don't know against who. I, I, who. Yeah. I assumed MJF going into this uh, match, well, this pay-per-view, but I'm not as sure anymore because um, they didn't mention Punk and MJF at all tonight. Nothing. Um, you could still build that in a week because, like like I talked about Grapsy, we've we've got two installments of this. We've, we already had a, a story feud with them. You can go back to that match. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know who either of those guys are wrestling next week. I was going to say it could be either Starks maybe for Punk, and then I was going to say Jay White, but it's looking maybe like they could do Jay White and Hangman, which we'll talk about later here on the show. But, um, yeah, I don't <laughs> – I don't really know what's going to happen here. Like, it feels like Ricky Starks has been telling the story these last couple of weeks of like, I'm about to get revenge on this oh, fool. So we're getting punk Ricky Starks three. I mean, in Chicago, why not? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, how long do you stretch this out with the max match? Then when do you go back to that? I kind of thought we were going to get right to it too, but um, see that, I guess that what happens now with this Adam Cole stuff, because how do you stretch? How long do you stretch that now? Like I, I yeah. there's so many elements. I thought like, okay, they're gonna maybe blow this off here, but now we're in entering bloodline territory. I'm kidding, you guys. That was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. we got one hyper chat. Uh, see, uh, CM Punk choking people out and being the shook night of AW locker room <laughs> as well. But it was a great show. Love, love, fellas. Uh, appreciate you. <laughs> nah, mm-hmm. him, uh, him handling his business and then coming out here and still putting on a fantastic match. It's still very funny to me. Right. That was some Trey, Trey Cash. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pro wrestling yeah, on both sides. Even Jack Perry saying that real glass and then going to the back and being like real glass is like I love it. It's <laughs> it's crazy energy. Chill, everybody. Not on the biggest show. Save this for next week, you guys. They don't care about nothing. It happened here, and it was great. Next up, we had right back-to-back after CM Punk. He went from Jack Perry to CM Punk to the Golden Elite. Could you imagine the six-man tag, the Golden Elite, uh, Hangman Adam Page, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega. They took on Bullet Club Gold of Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Kanosuke Takeshita, you know. Very easy to say. Takeshita and uh, very 
brilliant six-man tag. I said on Grab City yesterday that it was going to be a sleeper, and it was exactly that on a show field sleeper, with, with, uh, all, <laughs> with all these guys in a sleeper, <laughs> a big sleeper uh, in a mat in a show field with some great bangers. Uh, here in the finish, we had um, Tenoste. Takeshda, I just, I don't even Kanosuke, know. Takeshda. Kanosuke, yeah, that's how you say his name. Takeshda uh, <laughs> rolling up uh, Kenny Omega for the one, two, three, getting the victory here, seemingly setting up the match next week, one-on-one at All Out. How did you feel about the match? What was your favorite part? And how do you feel about Takeshda getting the victory here? Uh, I thought it was a great match. I, I was very happy that Kenny got his moment to get his entrance in. He mm-hmm. didn't get a singles match, but I thought uh, getting Battle Cry and getting him out there in front of that crowd. It rang off. Crowd, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was a good move. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the match itself was great. I think all the interactions between Kenny and Jay White were great. But even more than that, all the interactions with Kota Ibushi and Jay White were also great because, of course, yeah. they had a heated rivalry from New Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's still up when you see this guy. Um, yeah. I thought Juice was tremendous like he always is. Juice, <laughs> yeah. Juice, trying to, Juice trying to save Jay White from the V-trigger and diving in at the last <laughs> minute and getting hit by it. And then Kenny just came back and still hit Jay White with, with the V-trigger anyway. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Um Kanosuke Takeshi is a generational talent, man. Yeah. You can't say enough about just how good this guy is. That blue thunder bomb he hit in this. I thought the match was over then. Mm -hmm. He hit a fantastic jumping knee on Kota when he tried to reverse. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Crazy reverse knee on Kota Ibushi. Yeah. uh, Fantastic match all around. I thought everybody involved um, looked good. I thought Jay White looked crazy in this. I thought he looked like a big star through all out this. It was like from the entrance of him, just like the the crew standing around him and standing in the back. I was like, this guy is a big star. And then he gets out there and at every moment, he's one of those wrestlers that every moment he gets is like so important. He makes sure that like it's a big, you know, everything is going on. And he was on fire, I thought, in this match. He was. He's very good at – not just counter wrestling, but, you know, reacting to a crowd, reacting to what's happening in the ring. Yeah. Um, he's he's very, very good. People that think, oh, well, he's just a talker. He's just, you know, over because he was a Bullet Club leader. Oh, no, this guy is a very, very good worker. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right that coming out of this, it very much feels like they're building towards Jay versus Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to guess, that's the one-on-one match going from there. But That's fire. It was very obvious that this was also <laughs> heading towards Kenny versus uh, Takeshi from the beginning. Takeshi yeah. getting the pin over him is a huge deal. Um, but, I mean, just the way that he got the, the pin as well. He got the quick pin. It wasn't a decisive win. It's a perfect way to set up the one-on-one match next week. And those guys are going to give us a fire match next week. Just the, the talent in that match is off the charts. So, uh, very much excited for that match. Yeah, I thought, um, I don't want to say a big I told you so, but remember all the people saying, why was I kidding? I'm making a one-on-one match. Come on, dude. You knew these guys were going to execute, and they did exactly what they went out there to do. The crowd ate it all the way up, and it did exactly what it was needed to do, and it set up a bunch of amazing stuff that potentially could happen next week. I thought Hangman was pretty on fire, too. You can't not give it up to him, so... Him being in the position that he is needing to kind of get to because he's kind of been a little I don't want to say stagnant, but like he's kind of been playing the background just like a a helping hand. And like, no, Hangman Page is a big star, bro. Like get him out here. And I think uh, thing with Jay White is exactly the way to get to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, We finally got some uh, 
Golden Lovers callbacks as well. Yep. They did the they did the uh moon salt to the outside that they mm-hmm. do. Um more and more you're seeing like the, the ties back to their run as tag team. So when yep. we finally do get them at, in a tag team match, it's gonna be fire. They're gonna hit all of the spots, they're gonna hit the golden shower and all that stuff. Um mm-hmm. I, I popped huge during this match at one point when <laughs> JR is like, Why does everything gotta be gold? Gotta, <laughs> what are we talking about? We JR? gotta talk about JR tonight. JR. JR the funny dude. He gotta be golden. <laughs> he was getting guy. his off. Like it's like, I'm like, damn, I love JR, but like, do you want to be here? Do you like this? Like, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, I think he hates all of this. Like he gives off the vibe that he don't like none of this. He's like, why are they doing this? They do a strike exchange. He's like, why are they doing this again? It's like I don't think you're supposed to see that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's constantly complaining about the refs. He's constantly complaining about certain stuff going on. Like, well, there's too many men in here right now. At one point, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're not the referee, dude. Very funny stuff. And it's it's even funnier because he hasn't been on TV a lot. He usually does like one or two matches per show. And for the first half of the show, we got a lot of JR. So it was just kind of a reminder yeah. of what he was doing when he's on TV. And I just, I'm sorry, lots of it popped me really hard. Some of it, I was like, oh. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you, I, you can't have a big show like this without the big show and without JR. So I understand why JR was here on the show. Made sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, do, do we have any other super chats or humper chats before we. No, we're moving on to the next contest. Uh, let's see. So, actually, before we do that, yeah, we're from our sponsors. <laughs> hey. Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc., and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Yeah, man. NordVPN. If you do not want to pay for two pay-per-views in a row, get NordVPN. You could always just pay for a cheaper rate for the pay-per-view next week. Um, but yeah, I don't don't think we've missed anybody super chat. If they if we did, somebody will yell at us. But we'll uh, get it. Uh Next up, we had the tag team match uh, for the, for the world AEW Tag Team Champions, um, FDR versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks came out to <laughs> I don't know what this music was before the actual thing. Hey yo, I don't know what this was, but Ew. they came out. What was this? What was know. this? I don't know. 
But it was what like, was this? I, I don't know what that was, but I was just like, okay, cool. And then it jumped into them. Like I, the actual theme, they came out with the Freddie Mercury gear. And I was like, listen, man, y'all got to stop playing with, with uh, Emmy Sakura, man. Yeah. Did not book her for this show. And then everybody wants to get their queen stuff off as soon as they get there. Like, yeah. y'all could have put her on this card. What are y'all doing? Right. But um, <laughs> I did think uh, their entrance was cool. It was a very Young Bucks entrance. Um, <laughs> Super uh, Young Bucks. Yeah, FDR came out with their interest. Um, they came out with the Brody and uh, Bray uh, bands as well. Great, call, great uh, nod to those two guys. Um, but this match was very good, I thought. Um, I think it's better than their other pay-per-view match from a few years ago uh, that people didn't seem to like for some reason. I didn't hate that match. Um, but I think this is this is the better match of the two. Um, yeah. I thought they both put on on a great performance. I thought... Is there a definitive answer for you of who's the better tag team? Well, yeah, for me, but I'm biased. I was about to say, other than your fandom, <laughs> based off of this match, do you think that there's a definitive answer? No, this still feels like they could keep it going. Like, it didn't feel like like this. This is supposed to be like a rubber match, but it feels like, all right, when's the next one? Because it felt like it didn't feel like either team dominated for a lot of it. It felt like it was just an evenly contested match matchup and they were just like going back and forth for a lot of it. It was a very great matchup and, and I thought the finish was super strong, but yeah, I don't feel like uh, FTR can, they can, but you know, you still got to do it again. I feel a couple times in order to really stake I that mean, claim. FDR got a bunch of them ones this year, man. They got some classic matches um, this year alone. Um, mm. They got some big matches. Um, I mean, you know, Bucks fans are going to be Bucks fans, and they're going to be like, ah, these guys, they're, they're, they're only here because Bucks mentioned them on their YouTube, blah, 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 blah. Well, um, but no, I, look, I thought it was a good match. I think no, great FD, match. I think FDR's been cooking since Collision started. Um, there were, of course, signs in the crowd that uh, <laughs> referenced Cash's legal issues, and I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. <laughs> couple a couple of wild ones out there. Couple of wild ones out there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, th- like I said, this was a fun match. Um, yeah, I, I mean, these two teams don't really miss. Um, I, that's why I think it's so surprising that people didn't like their first match. Um, right. And I think since then they've had two better matches. This one included. Um, and like you said, the finish was very good. Um, yeah. And them getting to the end and getting get going for the handshake of respect um, definitely makes me feel like they're going to go further. There will be another match. Um, yeah, they might off, honestly might run it back next week. I wouldn't be super surprised hmm. if they didn't. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it also kind of feels like uh, based on the outcome of the other match that you know they're moving the trios belts to the other show, mm-hmm. and FDR will continue to be a fixture as right. a tag team on Collision, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that was the point people were making throughout this week of that that they thought FDR would win for that reason, and I thought, yeah, that's actually the smarter thing to do because. If the collision has been great with them as the tag team champions, I mean, honestly, having uh, FTR as the tag team champions, there's nothing wrong with that. They could be tag team champions forever. They're, you know, considered to be one of the best tag teams in the world. I thought this executed everything that they talked about, everything that they needed in Wembley. It was a big stadium match, kind of smack dab in the middle of the card. I thought it was great. It was, it was perfect, almost. You know, besides the Young Bucks not getting the victory, trash. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, even even though they came out with that uh like super that, kick rap that theme though phil honestly yeah now you're right they should this is like when cody did california love after i heard that i was like no nah, they gotta go it, like, it, it I, felt very curtis that. blow it felt like they came out <laughs> it, was, it was totally it was totally i kicked them with the super kick. <laughs> 
It was yeah, yeah. Like, what is it, bro? What were they doing? Like, they, was it was it like a, a a cover of a Queen song or something? Like, I don't understand what was happening here. Something close to "We Will Rock You," but it was very singy songy rap, and I was like, "What is this, bro?" Like, <laughs> and oh, I forgot about that part. Willard got a gun. Yeah, it did bring off the. Oh no, you guys! UK crowd, let's let's relax. UK uh, crowd would not relax. Uh, but yeah, very fun match. A good match for this this atmosphere as well. I thought mm-hmm. the crowd reacted very well to it once it got going. Um, but yeah, uh, you think this is the best of the three? I do. I, I think. Yeah. I think the match itself and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was the best of the three. I, I am partial to the TV match they had on Dynamite. I that think was pretty that one, fire. That one is possibly the better match. But I think like yeah. everything about this match, the build up to this match, the the atmosphere, the, mm-hmm. the crowd and everything, that made it the better match probably. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, you can't beat that atmosphere. And, you know, uh, not for nothing. There were some parts of this. Uh, the crowd was a little bit quiet for FTR. I thought like they, they I were thought quieter. it would be a little bit louder than this, but yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, they were quieter during their entrance than I expected. I thought right. they were going to get a bigger pop when they came out, but when the match got going, you got the dueling chats. And you, yeah, and you got other things going for them, but right. their their entrance it was a lot quieter. I was like, wait a second, uh, what's going on here? But it's just. I think it's just young bucks. Young bucks are just over, man. Like the the, the bucks, core, guy. the core of AEW. Like that's what people were going to see. So here's the this elite guy. baby. Elite, here's the elite, elite baby. Elite Mark over here. Come on, <laughs> come on. Nah, man. Bucks are fire, man. They yeah, they were totally. great. Uh, they like I said, this was a great match. Very curious to see what the Bucks are doing at all out, if anything. Uh, friend TB says, uh, for the first wrestling show, it didn't disappoint. That was fire. See you guys in 2024? Question mark. Big up to Gra- to Grab City. I think we were gonna try to get out there this year, but next year if they announced it already, uh, yeah, all in London, ahead. like yeah, you might, you might, you might, might have to plan ahead. Uh, <laughs> did we get Reggie super chat that I just saw? No, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Chicago and Reggie Simmons. Uh, comments a lot on Saturdays. Uh, Reggie <laughs> Simmons says, "Shout out to the Gravity Crew. This edible about to hit. Peace. It's Peace. hitting probably the perfect time in the day. Honestly, just watched a great pay per view. This edible about to be on. It's still Sunday. Flip. Yeah, appreciate you, Reggie. Yep. Um, next on the card." was a match that I thought was super interesting. There was a lot going on in it. Plunder match times 5,000, of course, was the Stadium Stampede match. It was the BCC, uh, Santana and Ortiz against the best friends of Orange Cassidy, uh, Chuck and Trent, Eddie Kingston, and Penta, uh, who came out twice in this match. There was a lot, (laughs) so much going on. At one point, Santana and Penta were on top of a ladder, and that ladder crushed in half, and I was like, I audibly gasped. I was like, oh. (laughs) You you can hear it crunching on on camera, too, and I was like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) This is very 
dangerous. Yeah, that, was scary. <laughs> that was very scary. A lot of blood. John Moxley got skewers in his head. Uh, very disgusting. Um, there was at one point, uh, Orange Cassidy turned into a Taipei death match. He brought in some glass, got his hands wrapped up, dipped it in the glass like this was kickboxer. Um, Sue showed up. Sue apparently made cookies for the staff and crew and has always been making staff and crew cookies. And she showed up here and John Moxley kissed her when she pulled up. And Trent was very upset about it. You gonna kiss my mom with that bloody mouth, bro? Like, what is this? No, nah, he wasn't feeling that at all. Uh, no. Yeah. Speaking of like uh, backstage stuff, um, if there was any uh, doubt that the reports are true coming into this match, that Santana and Ortiz may not be back on the up and up. Um, <laughs> I thought it was very clear throughout this match. These Super guys did, clear. They did not work together very much in the match. They didn't work as a tag team in this match. No. Nope. Um, they, they did not interact with each other very much. Um, Ortiz came out with like the jeans and the bandana joint. Santana was like, nah, I'm coming out here with gear. I got yep. my own thing. I'm like, yo, enough, man. Tony, just like, just go and get him the Santana record and have him coming out there. With yeah. <laughs> <off>. Santana. <laughs> Santana. No, I knew it, Phil. And like, I feel like I feel like the uh, commentary, like making it a point to say Mike Santana instead of just Santana. So it's no, like, got first name. It's not Santana and Ortiz. It's Mike Santana. I thought that his gear looked like Tozawa's gear myself. It did. You got exactly Tozawa's gear. So at points I was like, why is Tozawa in this match? Dude, I'm hella confused. <laughs> it did. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but yeah, I was interested to see how they were going to do the stadium stampede in front of a live crowd because right. every other time they've done it in empty arenas. Mm-hmm. And I was... I think the first half didn't translate as well. The stuff where you had to keep up with stuff on screen and keep right. up with stuff that was in the rain. The stuff where if you were at home, you were getting a split screen stuff. It was a lot to keep up with. It was mm-hmm. very chaotic. It was very yeah. messy. Um, but I think it picked up a lot once it started to get into the ring and everybody started to collect in the ring. Uh, once we got the Penta Oscura uh, entrance, uh, the crowd was up for that. The crowd was up for everything going in the ring. Um, Mox is a, a violent evil genius uh, nasty man orchestrating all this uh violence in this match he was tremendous uh i thought orange cassie came out of this looking very very good uh all of his little hope spots and all of his uh comebacks towards the end mm-hmm. uh, made the finish feel even more rewarding when he did finally pull off the orange punch with the glass uh mm-hmm. that was cool claudio is a mo- monster in this match just <laughs> throwing people through uh through objects and slamming through, through glass and stuff look crazy i know um, i would have stayed away if i was in this match one person i would stay away from you think you would stay away from john moxley no you stay away from claudio because he's gonna throw you without you being able to stop it <laughs> claudio's going crazy <laughs> um but yeah no this this was a very fun match i thought um and like i said the ending stretch made it even better because at, at yeah. one point i was like what is going on there's a lot right. to keep up with like i like that how they spaced it out and they were able to have like penta did a re-entrance and the point where eddie kingston did like a re-entrance with everybody likes slow looks like a a, a damn movie villain Eddie Kingston coming out with the weapon, all bloody. He comes out with the barbed wire chair, starts letting Claudio has it. Claudio doesn't have a shirt on, you guys, mind you. And Eddie Kingston is wearing this man's back. 
all the way out with this barbed wire chair. He said it, Phil, and he did it. He said, look, this match is about me beating Claudio's ass. I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about winning. I don't care about losing. That one stretch, though, where he started, he was in the middle of Claudio and Moxley, and he's hitting them both with the spinning backflips, and then he drives uh, Moxley through the boarded uh, barbed wire. I was like, okay. People have been pitching for Eddie Kingston to beat Claudio, but I think next up for him might be Moxley, man. Like the thing that they had with Renee and the way that they kind of did it today, I'm like, I think they I might be it. going for that. Yeah, apparently it was announced uh, because we have been thinking that Orange Cassidy's next opponent will probably be Moxley, but yep. it's been announced that the match for Wednesday will be Orange Cassidy versus Penta, and the winner will face Moxley at All Out. So uh, I'm assuming that it'll be Orange shit. Cassidy versus Moxley. Yep. On Sunday. Um, well, I can't see John Moxley leaving that show without that championship. I'd be very surprised yeah, if he did. I think the story of this match was not just everything. Uh, Orange Cassidy has gone up to this point as champion and how he's progressively taking on more and more injuries he took a lot of damage in this match <laughs> yeah, and i think at the end when they, they they rang the bell and he collapsed because he was getting destroyed yeah. yeah i think that closing uh image of him walking out of the ring and then best friends um helping to carry him out i think that was one of the best images of the night i think that's going to be the one of the lasting images from the show um the other real cool way to end this in this match and yeah i I think his days as champion might be numbered, though, man. I think uh, he's taken on a lot of injuries. Um, the story that we've been seeing more and more is that the orange, the orange punch has lost more and more effect because he's got that hand injury. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know how that will come into play on Sunday. But this is a guy, as we've seen many times, does not care about your injuries. That's how he beat CM Punk in the That's how he all out last year. So. Like he probably went in kayfabe. He went to Tony Khan for the match and said, I know this fool's beat, beat up and I'm going to murder him on next Sunday. So give me the match. And Tony was like, well, it has to be a little bit fair. So we got to put Penta in there. And he's like, I don't care who's there. Give me that championship. So, yo, if Moxley lo- loses that match, I'd be surprised. He's hell bent on destroying Orange Cassidy. And I think Orange Cassidy has hit. The Mark Bill, man. He's done a lot with this championship, yeah. but man, Moxley is just a goddamn freight train at this point. Yeah, record level title title defenses for the company. I think he now holds the record for the most title defenses. Um, I don't know much how, how much else you can do with him as champion. I right. think he's currently the best champion in the company. There's not much more. I definitely thought at the end of this match, like I can very much see Orange Cassidy as world champion someday. Yes. I don't know if it'll happen this year or even next year, but I could see it happening eventually. I'm glad they're not going. I don't. I don't want them to go for the accolade with Orange Cassidy. Like we just want him to get to a year. Like no, if it's time and it's it's time to do it, let's do it. I still think he could get to the year. Um, it's pretty I close, I think. Yeah, I still think he could, but we'll see if he can get past John Moxley next week. Um, I I'm calling that he's going to get to the year mark. Right. Uh, Meet Norma says something wrong with Moxley. This fool got skewers poking out of his head, stabbing people with forks. Did he bring the barbed wire board on a plane? <laughs> Shout out to me, Normus. Yeah, Moxley is just a sick individual. That's why in the prediction show, I was saying that they were going to win because I was like, there's no way that Moxley is going to lose in this match. And then when I saw the barbed wire and all the stuff, I was like, he's definitely not going to lose in this match. But they ended up doing it to him. Uh, WrestleRobot43 says, somebody needs to beat up Abrahantes backstage. Yeah, they just keep letting him run around all uh, being crazy pulling people off of spots and doing stuff somebody needs to get him before they get, get him out of here um 
You think he's going to show up in one of those vignettes like we saw a collision last night where whoever <laughs> whoever kidnapped uh Yo, what Roosh. was that, bro? <laughs> that was wild, bro. Yo, I was like, what am I watching right now? I was now? like, this turned into the raid or Ongbok or something? Like, what's going on here? No, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> like, they they got into, legit fight, got into a fight with a Mexican cartel. <laughs> like, there was, like, a lot of blood and, like, smashed glass going on. I was like, this is absolutely nuts. <laughs> But it seems like it's a test to to keep them in the group, right. keep them LFI. But I was like, like in storyline purposes, Roosh would do that. Like that does seem kind of like how he would uh, get his crew together. It's like I'm gonna have the Mexican cartel beat their ass. Yeah, that was <laughs> insane. Uh, yeah, wild. Uh, uh, really good stuff. We got one more super chat. Before we move on to the next match from David Reed, he says, OC beat Yuda Wednesday and Claudio today. Mox is murdering him next Sunday. Yeah, that sounds about right. It yeah. kind of feels like he is. <laughs> I, I'd be really surprised if he gets past Mox too, but we'll see. I mean, and David Reed putting it that way, I'm like, oh, yeah, Mox is, <laughs> Mox is fuming right now if that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you beat my crew, dude. You're out up here. Yeah. Mox is the guy that kind of makes sense as international champion too, because he can take that belt to like New Japan or some other promotions. Yeah, he honestly he travels more than Orange Cassidy does, so like it actually yeah. would make sense. I know he's been wanting to get that OTT date back, so that would be kind of cool to see him defended over there at mm-hmm. OTT. Um, just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So. Guess we're going to move on to the match with probably the most controversial outcome of the night. <laughs> Definitely um, has the most super chats already, so I know you guys are feeling away. Um, yeah. AEW Women's World Championship match. Soraya took on Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I thought this match was very good. Um, yes. Let's for, start there. <laughs> for Yeah, let's start with love. Um, <laughs> for, for everything coming into this match, uh, I think the bill was kind of lukewarm. Um, the whole tournament thing, everybody knew the second we saw that bracket, who was going to be in the match. Writing was on the wall. Yeah, so I thought the build was kind of lukewarm, but I thought they did a good job with the the video package leading up to the match. I thought all of these women had like a big uh, pay-per-view entrance as well. It made them all feel like stars. Um, I thought Soraya's entrance was hard coming out to the We Will Rock You with her family. I thought that was a really good moment for her considering the fact that uh, – a, a year ago she didn't think she would ever wrestle again getting to have that moment with your family in your home country i thought that was really cool um tony storm continues to be one of my favorite characters in the entire that company. entrance and her get, that looked great like i was like oh tony storm save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's a huge star at this point. Like when she was coming out, I was like, oh, yeah, she's really tapped in right now. Yeah, she looked great. Her entrance was very dramatic. Um, Throughout the match, she was overdramatic as well. Um, I really like Tony Storm. She's phenomenal. Um, Of course, Sheeta had the amazing ring entrance as well. She had the, the fantastic white gear. We saw a lot of white gear on this card, but I thought her gear was amazing. Um, it's Rollins, man. It's Rollins' influence. 
Yeah, big <laughs> big match. You gotta pull out the white gear, man. It just that's just how it goes, man. And, um, I thought she had some of the better gear on this card, man. Um, yeah, and she, she she came out and wrestled a very good match as well. Yeah, I thought, uh, there were several spots in this that worked for me. Um, the PTO spot where uh, oh where my Tony goodness. raised up. Wow, <laughs> Tony got in trouble. I guess I should go back to that and explain it first. Yeah, uh, Tony got in a bit of trouble with Saray because she upset her family. Um. Soraya's mom was ready to hop over the barricade and jump on her. <laughs> um, so this this caused Soraya to hulk up and follow her around the ring and essentially beat her up in the ring and get her into PTO. And out of that, DT, uh, Britt hit her with a huge stomp that looked oh my nasty. God, that was brutal. If you got to see like a couple spots, if you're like, I'm going to just watch a couple things, watch this spot of the PTO yeah. into the curb stomp. Disgusting. It was it was nasty. Uh, <laughs> which do you still call it a PTO because her name's not Paige anymore? Yeah, I didn't. Like I didn't STO? Like when the, it happened, and I was like, "What are we going to call this on the show?" So I'm glad that you took. I, I'm to just going to call it the PTO. PTO because I don't know what it's called. Like her, the, it's not the rampage anymore. It's called the nightcap anymore. But I don't know what her her actual. Uh, the Saraya Mayer, I don't know. I don't well, I'm still calling it the PTO because I don't know what else <laughs> yeah, to call it. I like uh, it. Mm-hmm. But I I thought that's why it was cool. I thought there were several spots where. Uh, Sheeta looked fantastic. The 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 katana where it looked like she was gonna win the match with the knee strike at the end. I was like, oh, that's it. Cause she definitely lit her up with the katana. And yeah, but the finish to this match, um so uh at at towards the end of this match, uh Britt Baker had Sheeta uh in the lockjaw. She was mm-hmm. trying to get the mandible claw part of it in, and in the midst of that. Uh, Soraya had to- turned on Tony, hit her with the spray paint, hit her with the nightcap. One, two, three. Soraya is your new AW World Women's Champion. Um, I thought this finish stunk. I did not like it. <laughs> um, just straight up, I I did not like this. Finish. <laughs> I, I I think it was a good way to protect Sheeta and make her look good, but I also think that for everything they've been doing in the run up to this match of having Sheeta on TV constantly having Sheeta main event shows and then having this press run that she's been on cuz she hadn't done any press before this like that and she's been interviewing like everybody like she did like three interviews this weekend that I saw around um and so to see all of that build for this and then to get to the big match and have her lose I just feel like that was a disappointment man um yeah very I get it and when it happened, it was like, all right, they are excited. But, I mean, are we going for just moments? Are we going for what this division is? If we're going for just moments, then you did it. But, like, yeah. then what? And, I, mean, and, I, and I, I will say this. I do think it was a great moment for Soraya. Um, yeah. That crowd did react very loud for her. Um, having Getting to hold up that belt again in the ring with her family after everything that she went through to come back. Um, I do think that's a good moment for her. That's going to go down as a career highlight for her. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was worth if it was worth it to do that at the expense of another Sheeta reign. Like, I feel like her reign still had some legs. She still had more you could do with her as champion. And right. to just end it to get this like moment in this hometown pop. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how it. I feel about that. I I don't think it was worth it. And I mean, I think the obvious of it is that. Tony still wants to do Mercedes versus uh, Soraya. That's yeah. been the match that we've been kind of inkling towards since Soraya got to AEW. Um, this is, of course, kind of a callback to the thing that started all of this, the st- thing that started the outcast and everything 
uh, the tag match at the forum where Soraya picked Tony instead of right. Sheeta. So it's right, called right, back right. to that. And everybody, of course, thought that she wasn't going to pick Tony. She was going to pick Mercedes. Mercedes did not show up there. It seemed like Mercedes would eventually show up. So I'm assuming all of this is leading to Mercedes eventually challenging her for the world title. Um, do I think that makes this finish, this outcome worth it? Not really. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it can be a good match. It can be a big match depending on where they go with it. Uh, maybe that's going to be a match that they use for Grand Slam. Maybe they hold it out for Full Gear. Oh, Grand Slam. Okay. But that, that makes sense because Full Gear is where? It's in the forum. So that's, yeah. again, a callback. There's a callback to people thinking that Mercedes was going to debut at the forum. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that that match, because I've seen other people saying that there's just going to be a short reign that Mercedes will challenge her for all out and she's going to lose. I don't think that match is happening next week. Um, They seem to um, space out the Soraya matches. She doesn't really wrestle back-to-back matches a lot. So I remember before she did her first match back in AEW, she did an interview where saying that doctors recommended she only do one match a month. Yeah, So and that's why I'm like, I don't think we're going to get... Soraya versus Mercedes at All Out, and but with what you just said, it doesn't sound like we're going to get a title defense at All Out. Which right, exactly. That that's the that's the second thing up on it. It's like okay, we're not going to get the Mercedes match, but no, we're probably not going to get a match at all because she said that doctor said she should only do one match a month, and she we just saw it. So yeah, and I mean, look again, man. I I think this is all cool for Soraya. Um, she like I said, she went through a lot when she was injured, and she did. Uh, she did earn a moment like this, but I just hate that it happened at the expense of Sheeta, man. I think that they could have done more with Sheeta. Yeah. Uh, but this was a good match. This was much better better than I expected it to be. But well, I mean, we talked about that on the uh, on the preview for this on Grabs mm-hmm. that I felt like this match was gonna overachieve, and it did. Yeah. I just didn't really care for the finish. Right. It. it uh, that's one I knew we were just gonna have to take. Is like. When she started, when they showed her press run and when she came out with the fam, yeah. I was like, and then the song, yeah. I was like, all right, you got yeah, it. Yeah, it started to become pretty <laughs> obvious going into it and all of the pomp and circumstance. I'm like, yeah, Saray is winning. Right. But good moment for her. Good for her. Like you said, there was a moment where people thought she wasn't going to come back to wrestling at all. And again, that PTO curb stomp spot. Disgusting stuff. Please go and watch it. Uh, Lord Jackson says, Tony really saw that book the women better sign and actively decided to do the opposite out of spite. Huh? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oof. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, again, can't say, that I, <laughs> can't say that I agree with this booking decision. I think um, that coupled with the fact that there were some women that had been killing it this year that people would have liked to see on this card. Um, yep. Not just Jamie Hayter, but like somebody like Athena or Willow. Mm-hmm. The fact that we didn't get them on this card, we only got one women's match, and then uh, you came out of it with a very unpopular outcome. Oof, that does not uh, bode well for people that uh, were trying to be optimistic after that science showed up on TV. But I'm sure that this is going to, like, this will be all in the newspapers over there, and yeah. like, this will get them. Yeah, and the I, desired outcome. Yeah, and look, Soraya versus Mercedes is a massive match. That's a big marquee match that you can sell at some point. Yeah. Um. Again, I just wish that we got to it in a better way. Yep. Shucky Ducky uh, says Mercedes versus Soraya make good for the 2017 match injury. 
yeah, I, I think I definitely think we're gonna get a play up of stuff from 2017. Uh, Soraya has been saying that's her dream match since she got back. Um, if you also follow the backstage stuff, not the storyline stuff, uh, she revealed right away that the first person she called when she was cleared to tell her she was cleared was Mercedes. Yep. Um, so there is so much stuff you can play into for this match. I'm not mad at the prospect of that match. I'm just mad at the way they put the belt on Soraya. Yeah, that's it. Uh, our homie Laron Ford says, TK did the women dirty once again. He booked one women's match at a cold cool-down spot and didn't even give them 10 minutes. I, again, I don't think the match was the problem. The match was no. I enjoyed the match. It's just I didn't like the finish and I didn't like the outcome. But I thought everything in the match was good. I thought all four women worked really hard, uh, mm-hmm. specific, particularly Jamie Hayter, I thought, was the R-star in this. Oh, at one point, uh, I guess we didn't get to it. Uh, Ruby Soho comes down. She stands in the middle of Tony Storm about to uh, give uh, Soraya the big old booty and says that uh, Soraya's neck is broken. Don't do it to her. Uh, Tony Storm Storm clocks uh, Ruby Soho. Uh, And then to get to the finish of the match, uh, Tony Storm was coming in with the AEW Women's Championship. Soraya came in with the uh, spray paint and hit her in the so, eye so seemingly they broke up the outcasts in this so, match so here's my here's my thing here I'm gonna throw a bold prediction out here um, mm-hmm. it's not bold in terms of um, her getting kicked out of the group because I do think Tony is gonna get kicked out of the group I think that Mercedes is going to replace her at the third oh. the and I think that is how we're eventually gonna build to the match between Mercedes and Soraya. I think that she's going to come in. Because gonna... who's outcast as as anybody? Soraya. Yeah. No, yeah. she's going to. No. Mm-hmm. We, we, we about to get her coming out there with the. Da, 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 da. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so that's to be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mercedes might bring her song, though. Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. We getting. We look around <laughs> and we see the same thing. <laughs> You look at us as outcasts. <laughs> nah, you know where it's going, bro. <laughs> you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Get, she, nah, and I, I like that theme a lot, man. Yeah, I don't know why it's, it's catchy. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Dream Ninja seventy seven says we could have had Sheeta versus Mercedes. That's not off the table though, Dream Ninja. Like Mercedes yeah, is coming in for a few things. It's not we're not going to only get the uh Soraya stuff. We we could definitely get that match down the line. Um, mm-hmm. And look, there's still so much stuff they they can do with Sheeta. Um yep. <laughs> I'm laughing cuz I just saw somebody in the chat that's like, "I love that you know the lyrics." Yes, I do know the lyrics. <laughs> he does know the lyrics and I didn't know that you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. I didn't notice that you were really going in for a minute there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we can't still get that match. There's still a bunch of right. stuff they could do with Sheeta without the belt. I just, again, I felt like there was more stuff they could do with this reign. That's uh, it. Just about Sheeta more than it is about yeah. uh, anything else. I think. But yeah, we will. We will probably get that match at some point. Hopefully, I hope we're still because Athena has been angling online for the match with Sheeta. If anything, man, hopefully this means maybe Sheeta will challenge for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. That's the match that I really, really want to see. We all want that match. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zero Prime says, uh, this coming from a very salty place, AEW did Sheeta dirty twice in front of big crowds once. 
can have a great moment in front of big can she have a great moment in front of big crowds for god please yeah and that's funny because uh zero prime you bring up a good point they like played that up in like the video package going in of like she's never had this big moment and then they're like oh yeah also she's still not gonna have this big moment. yeah i mean you could argue <laughs> she got the moment at, um, coming uh, in as the champion at, i guess yeah at, yeah at dynamite 200 but yeah. i think in front of this crowd she kind of deserved that moment um and there you know the crowd was hyped for sheet at one point there were big sheet of chance at one point but mm-hmm. Boy, that hometown pop, man. They just couldn't pass on it, man. It was right there, and they just it was right up on the on the rim. And Tony was like, "No, I'm dunking that joint." See, it's sometimes (laughs) when like like we're so used to Vinceisms because Vince don't care, and it's like damn, like you know, Tony's going to do the opposite. And it's like, damn, maybe you shouldn't have, but like I see why you did. Like sometimes some moments you can't pass up. Like you shouldn't have passed up Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. And he probably maybe felt like that. Like, I got this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I better go ahead and execute it. Yeah, I I also saw somebody say, nah, we're paying for We Will Rock You. We're getting the most out of it. Put the belt <laughs> on her. Like, get all the pyro. Like, get get her family in the ring. Do everything. Like, you no, know. Speaking of re- We Will Rock You, how's everybody feeling about Machine Head after this show, after hearing Machine Head 25 to 50,000 times here on the show? Breathe in, breathe out. Every think, five minutes, I, I think like, it was I cool. like that song though. It, it did make this feel like a big pay per view, it did exactly. Make, it it, it made it feel it. like a big deal, so I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was giving up the dime, he got that, he got the sting, he got the reroll Rocky. Like, brother uh, he, was he, going through that iTunes playlist, <laughs> he was giving it up. Pay, pay for Elton John for collision, man. Come on, man. <laughs> You've been giving up them checks. Uh, we can help Rashad from uh, Tone. Uh, I also wish there were more women's matches. Athena and Emmy would have worked that crowd. On the bright side, the outcasts are no more, and we are possibly will possibly get Monet for this for real this time. By the way, is it me or did Soraya seem more comfortable in the ring tonight? I was just going to say that I do think this was probably one of Soraya's best performances, honestly. like yeah, Reverse boo-boo face. You about to win the championship. Of course I'm about to go out here and cook. But, yeah, but I it, regardless, it, Even, <laughs> like, I think that she picked her spots well in this match. Now, it could be that, you know, it was skies because it was four women in there, but I did think she looked good. I, I and I think it. this is the best uh, British looked in a while because she clearly was having issues with the back injury mm-hmm. and some of those tag matches leading up to this. But I thought she looked good in the match itself. Um yeah, no, at one point, Soraya and Tony hit Sheeta with a shield-style powerbomb, and I was like, all right, they in here cooking. <laughs> Took yeah. it back to Rome's. Yeah, but I, I think, uh, if anything, Ruby and Soraya are going to stay together. They're probably just going to kick Tony out of the group. That seems yeah, like that's what I think. That's- and Tony's character works well enough where I don't think she needs to be a part of the group. I think that she will work well on her own. Now, do we know that this is off the backs of Tony doing this wrestling? Uh, I think it's Mildred Burt movie. Like, there's a movie happening with Lady Wrestler. It's called like Queen of the Ring or something that's been going on for months, and Tony Storm is in it, and that's like she's kind of like playing off of that. I don't know if a lot of people know that. I don't know, but I I think that she's going through such an interesting character change that it makes sense to like have her do her own thing. Yeah. Um, so I, either way, I don't mind. Uh, I think Tony's, I think Tony's a big star, man. I think whatever they do with her, she's gonna, she's gonna work, man. She's great. She might've came out the the strongest out of this outcast thing. Honestly, I agree. I think losing the title actually worked well for her because the character stuff she's been doing since then has been really good. Um, 
I don't know. I'm waiting to see how they recover with the Sheeta stuff because if she just drops that title and then like she's not on TV or doing anything interesting, that's awful. Gonna be very unfortunate, and I hope not for Sheeta's sake because she's such a trooper, man. She like uh it seems like she does everything with grace and that's how i felt here like as she her being the champion so give her another run i don't care make her the three-time champion we're going again (laughs) (laughs) we've got about two matches left uh before we jump into two matches uh get one more uh spot from our sponsors i've long sang the praises of athleticgreens.com slash fightful specifically ag1 Vitamins and minerals, pre and probiotics to help keep you from getting sick, that phytonutrient blend, the digestive support that regulates your digestive system, the immunity support, the adaptogens, plus that energy and metabolic support. I'm going to tell you how it's affected me personally. Uh, My digestion is way better with AG1 through athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I don't get sick nearly as much. I got those pre and probiotics, that immunity support. I take a lot less caffeine throughout the day because I've got that energy and metabolic support. Uh, my metabolism has increased and improved tenfold since using AG1. And as I always say, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. Right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com Fightful and get AG1. Uh, whether I'm at home or on the road, one scoop or one pouch, eight ounces of water, drink it, you're good. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Appreciate Athletics Green. I don't know. Get your green juices in, guys. Checking to see if anything crazy had happened at the presser. It seemed like everything is on the uh, yeah I, okay I, at the moment. So <laughs> I think someone asked Tony about the altercation, and he said that he was aware of it. Uh, there was an investigation going into it. Okay. Um, of course, the... The news of it that uh, was reported from PWI Insider is that um, Jack was sent home and Punk was still in the building. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't. I know. thought that's why I thought we were going to get the face off at the end that we've been talking about with Max, and I was pretty surprised that we didn't. Didn't get it. So I was like, "Why did he stay? If why did he stay? Because <laughs> uh, he was just like, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going nowhere.'" <laughs> He didn't even plan on staying, I bet. But after that, he was like, nah, I'm staying. No, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Somebody, <laughs> I to watch this somebody, main event. Somebody give me some bangers and mash. Somebody give me a Pepsi. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. I'm putting I'm my feet up. To, I'm about to sit right here. <laughs> Jungle Boy back on his way on a double-decker bus, just like, man, I might have really did it this time. <laughs> I, but look, I think this is going to – I think, if anything, this helps his heel character. I think – um some people are gonna really like this. Some people are gonna boom. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna play this up, and it's gonna be cool. I mean, he played it up in the match, and I think it worked. The, yeah. the him saying the real glass thing. Of course, I hate that it turned into an altercation, but I thought it was funny when he did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. When it happened, I was laughing very hard. Oh, we actually still have four matches left. I don't know why it seemed like we only had two. We don't. We have two matches left. <clears throat> no, we got four. Can we get much? We got a, a couple of more uh, super chats from the last match, also. So uh, I'm going to get into that when I find them here. <laughs> oh, here's a Dream Ninja 77 said, 
Um, showing Mercedes that much with the pop she got clearly shows how big of a star she is. She can still work NJPW stardom signing with AEW, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she plans to still do other things. If I had to guess, I don't think she's going to sign a contract with AEW. She's probably just going to keep doing what she was doing. Just do right. like the freelance stuff. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of the best bet here. There won't be any long-term contracts signed. Uh, yeah. Christopher Marino says, Tony Storm for Bullet Club Gold. That'd be kind of cool. I I do think that uh, it would be cool to see her like move over to Collision long-term so that she can do storyline stuff on Collision. Because they need, they need a woman that they can um, make like the focal point of the, the storylines on Collision. And because she has such a defined character, I think she would be a good person to do that with. I mean, she could be over there with her hubby, so it would make a lot of sense. And yeah, exactly like you said, if they have like kind of like the centerpiece of the show over there on the women's side, like you got it right here with Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got a humper chat from Tony P. Uh, I say we were all shocked about who we saw sitting in the crowd. Uh, mentioned as there are hours throughout the show uh, that should have been a big clue about who was winning the women's match. I still wish Sheeta would have won. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that was the other thing for me. It wasn't just that we saw all the uh, uh, all of the stuff they were putting over from the press stuff and the fact that she got such a big entrance. Um, once I saw Mercedes, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that makes me think Saray is winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything put together, how they were building her, like I said, with the vignettes and the song and the family and Mercedes. It was like, all right, <laughs> we yeah. see here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah next up we had... Uh, a very surprising match. No, nobody's really surprised. He's going to try to take this victory lap, but he shouldn't. It was Chris Jericho taking on Will Ospreay. Chris Jericho shamelessly. Hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, man. Jericho got to chill out, dog. <laughs> got to relax, big dog. That's it. That's it. That's I, all. At the beginning of this, and he was trying to hype them up with the AOs and trying to get his Freddie Mercury rendition. Come I was just on. like, bro. I was like, yo, get to the, get to the, get to get the to shit. Get, to, get it. to it, dog. Get, get to the Judas stuff. Like, let's, let's rock it out. Let's get to this ring. Um, the Judas stuff was fine, but honestly, let's get to this ring. <laughs> honestly, get there, bro. Honestly, Osprey had the better entrance, man. Osprey's yeah. Osprey with the all white and he had like the the piano playing into elevated. I thought that was fire. Got a massive pop like we knew he would in Wembley. Oh yeah. His home country. Um yeah, I, but I thought both entrances made this match feel like a big deal as well. They mm-hmm. were big massive uh pay-per-view entrances. Uh but Jericho definitely hammed up the beginning of it. I was like, yo, all right, man. <laughs> All the way up. Honestly, Phil, it worked. He got what he wanted. The crowd was participating. They were really singing along to this song. He was having the time of his life. You would have thought that everybody with their tweets, he's being a rock star and a wrestler at the same time. Can't believe it. He's living his dream. Shut up. Nobody wants to see it. Put that mic down, loser. Get to the mic down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, uh, put that uh, mic as... down, Jericho, and get knocked out like your father used to. Kind of as predicted, I say, uh, Osprey said on the promo on Dynamite, he's going to be the first ever person to beat Kenny Omega, Kasuska Okada, and Chris Jericho within a two-month span. And, of course, here we go after what many would call shenanigans of Chris Jericho kicking out of the Stormbreaker. 
Um, well, Osprey got the victory here, Phil. How do you feel when Okada and them they don't even kick out of this, but Jericho kicked out? Uh, of this? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it takes two Stormbreakers to beat him. Why? But uh, other than that, I I thought the match was good, and I I wasn't upset that I. I wasn't upset that Jericho got this match because I didn't think the match would be good. I just no. other guys that I was hoping to see him uh, in the ring with. That's more yeah. my expectations than the fact that I thought this match would uh, disappoint. Because, I mean, this is Will Ospreay. He's been on a run of a lifetime. Come on. Um, he's not going to disappoint in there. And Chris Jericho in there was a good dance partner. Can have a good match. And, and I, I don't even like saying it like that, like Jericho's bad. But, I mean, no. you're in there with Will Ospreay. Like, I don't think this match is not going to be good. But yeah. I it, it was several spots in this that were good. Uh Osprey do, doing what he does, like these aerial spots to the outside that looked incredible. That sudden standing uh, uh, flying uh, Spanish fly he did that looked mm-hmm. awesome into the pin. Um, yeah, I mean, the ending sequence, what is what it was. Jericho also got his low blow in. There were some shenanigans there. Um, we got some more storyline stuff between him and Sammy. He shoved Sammy afterwards, and Sammy was looking around like, what did I do? I, I came here to support you. I'm wearing my vest. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, But I, 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 I dug this match quite a bit. It wasn't a bad match. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I wasn't surprised that uh, Will Ospreay went out there and cooked. Uh, there were some really great moments. Uh, there was a German suplex on the apron Jericho hit Ospreay with. Absolutely disgusting. One of those nasty neck bumps you don't want to see in the ring. So seeing it on the apron was like, hey, yo, what happened there? Is everything whoa, okay? Whoa, 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 Sir, sir, you are a liar. I have to put Who's this lying? Person. Somebody said, I love that people diss Judas for being a bad song like Metalingus and I Walk Alone are good songs. You bite your tongue, sir. We are not going to have <laughs> Metalingus and I Walk Alone slander in this chat. You are wrong, sir. Get that out of here. <laughs> We're not having metal linkage slander. <laughs> to each their own, okay? Uh, yeah, Osprey took a German suplex on the apron. That was very nasty. And that Tornillo thing he did to the outside where he landed, like, right on Jericho. Usually when you see a dive, like, a wrestler will, like, land, like, on a shoulder and kind of bounce off. No, Osprey landed, like, on top of Jericho. So yes. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, directly on top of him. Yeah, there were some spots in here that I was like, all right. Are you okay, Jericho? <laughs> are you okay? It was like, oh, you guys are trying to do the big G1 style matches. No, I don't think Jericho's body can do all that. Nah, but <laughs> I, he, he tried to pull out of an eyes cutter at some point. He he jumped on the uh, middle rope and I thought he was going for a lion salt, but he also he he went for a osprey that looked good. The the landing of it was a little bit off. Mm-hmm. I was like, careful, I don't want this guy getting no tailbone injuries or anything uh-uh. crazy like that. But Again, I thought this cooked man. Osprey, like I said, is on a massive run. His his run in the G one was incredible, beating Okada in there and the match he had with Kenta. Uh the two matches he's had with uh Omega this year, counting this match as well. Like the his catalog of matches this year, like I don't know how he's not in the conversation or at the top of the conversation for wrestler of the year. He's just been he amazing. Yes, is. He, is. he has to be. If he isn't, you're lying to yourself. This probably was the easiest match he's had all year, too. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, yeah, no. and I'm in his hometown. Like I said, came out with the with the great entrance. Had the the fly white gear on. Had the had the uh, UK colors on, red, white, and blue. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, super fun stuff. Uh, Osprey, we I hope 
we're going to see some more of him in AEW. I hope this isn't just the one-off because Osprey is Osprey, you guys. So uh, really good stuff. Uh, right after that, we had the coffin match featuring Christian Cage uh, and Luchasaurus. Uh, Christian Cage is acting like he's the TNT champion. They were with <laughs> Swerve Strickland, who was very coolly accompanied by DJ Who Kid and the homeboy Flash Garments Garment. to do his entrance music, uh, Big Pressure. Um, I thought was super dope to have. I mean, there wasn't very many brothers or any at all on this card, so some kind of representation was great. Garment came out of rap. He gave it up to the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Like it was exactly what I needed there. The Andrew best part of it, all the way from UK. Yeah, pandering right to us from the UK. The best part of this, though, entrance, though, was, of course, Swerve grabs the mic and he starts saying, whose house? And everybody in the fucking crowd saying Swerve house. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I had goosebumps watching that. Electric. Um, If you've been a Swerve fan for a long time, like I have, I was very happy for him, man. This is a very proud moment. This is one of those moments to where I think you can look back and go. This is it. You got to make this guy world champion at some point, man. Come on. Yeah, this is exactly here. The entrance, the robe, that the swerve house shit. And then in the match, he was cooking the whole time. I was like, all right, here goes swerve. He's on us. He's on fire. Yeah, nah, he was he was tremendous in this match. I thought Darby is Darby. Darby looked great. Darby, relax, dude. I know we say this all the time (laughs) after you have big matches. I know it. Every time somebody talks to you, they're like, be careful. But honestly, dude, be careful. Yeah, there were so many moments in this match. I was like, Darby. Yeah, no, that uh, that uh, coffin drop he did to the top of the coffin, and the coffin had like absolutely no give, and so he just thunked off the top of the thing. Yeah, his head, he like head whiplash. Just like I was like, Darby, come on, man. I don't, I don't think you should do that. I don't think so. I don't know. You don't. You, you got to do that, man. Come on, Ram. It's, it's okay, Ram. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But how about the pop for Sting, though? Like, no one's surprised here. The crowd yeah. came here for some Sting. They had this little promo video, him and Darby, before the show with some uh, uh, some UK lore. I don't know, trying to get some off. I really didn't understand. I guess it wasn't for us. Like, the other thing that pandered to us right before that. Like, they got a pander for one across the seas and pander for the other at right there. So, I get it. It was probably something that Darby directed. He usually does some of these things, like he did one but during the Pillars match with the Vegas style. Oh, true. He did. He did something similar here. Um, well, Sting will pick him up in a car or somewhere in the desert. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. A couple of those. Yeah, I, I thought it was a cool entrance for them. Um, mm-hmm. Sting is an icon, man, a legend, and so you knew he was going to get a big pop here. And this is a. Uh, his first time wrestling in the UK in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really happy for him to also get his spot on this card and to get his flowers, see Christian get his flowers. Yeah. Of course, I would have liked to see Aaron Fox get his moment as well. <sighs> Christian, Christian, uh, he he made the best of the situation, and I thought he was good in this match as well. Um, and like I said earlier, they got Sting, the Metallica entrance. Tony put out some more coins. Destroy, for the that big, was awesome. Big D, Seek and Destroy entrance was sounded super dope. Um, Sting was on fire here doing all the great Sting stuff. Um, Swerve was incredible here, kind of playing, trying to play a foil to Darby and the Sting. And if you saw the finish, uh, the finish was um, uh, Swerve is in the box. They're trying to close it on him. Darby hits him with the coffin drop on the box that smashes his his body. They close the coffin. But if you see, if you looked real closely, you guys, Swerve's braids. Dreads dreads was hanging out there. Run it back. Run it back. Can't lose. (laughs) What were the rules, Tony Khan? What were the rules? Because look, something happened. Run the tape back. 
Swerve right back was still to, in this. Them, them dreads were still out, man. He 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 did not lose. Um, but I thought everything he was doing um, towards the end of the match, like that, though the closing stretch in the match was very good. He yep. had this match won if he wouldn't have hammed it up and picked up. He the, was the bag. hamming it up, man. If he, he was walking it, really slowly to close it on stage. Yeah, close the door on him. If he didn't ham it up and kiss the bat and throw it in there with him, he wouldn't have had the bat to extend up to hold to hold the coffin open. And so that was his one mistake. He would have won the match if he didn't do that. But then also, when he gets thrown in, the, in there and he's like, he's got his fingers hanging out and he's got mm-hmm. like an arm trying to hang out and he's like trying to hold on to the last minute. All of that stuff was very good. Yeah. And of course, it led up to what you said that he got halfway out and Darby hit him with the coffin drop and he rolled back in, finished the match. Um, yeah, this was a this was a very enjoyable match, man. Yeah. Um, and I was nervous when they. Um, Cause we had already seen the stadium stampede match. So when they, when the coffin was there and then they started getting chairs, I was like, I don't know, maybe the crowd yeah. is maybe might possibly be worn out from the stadium stampede match, but they weren't like everything that they did was just different than what they did in the stadium stampede match. Like Christian trying to do the concerto and Oh my God, on the outside, there's one point where sting tries to put swerve through the table, but the table doesn't break. Oh <laughs> so my he God. Puts it <laughs> He hit the yeah. table so hard too. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yes, yes. I'm like, "Yeah, that." Also, be careful. But then he hits him with like a Jeff Hardy style leg drop. And then on the other side, Christian's sitting in a chair on the outside, and Darby hits a drop kick from the top rope from um, Christian through the chair. I'm like, "You guys, yeah, this is crazy." Yeah, I, I do think that could be the criticism of AEW pay per view sometimes that they do do a lot of like plunder and hardcore matches. Right. Right. Um, and if there are a lot of them back to back, they can kind of feel the same sometimes. Because then but... in the next match, they the 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 trios titles, they're like, oh, this is also a no holds barred match. But I'm like, we yeah. already seen three holds. No, we already seen a bunch yeah. of no holds barred. You know? Yeah, and I I do think that could be a valid criticism sometimes because it felt that way at Double or Nothing too. Like there was a lot of those matches back to back, and like I said, sometimes it can feel like it ran together. But I feel like this card. Um, there was enough to differentiate each match that it didn't right. bother me. Like that FTW match didn't feel like any other match on this card. No, example. exactly. Uh, and that was a that was a no DQ match, but it didn't yeah. work like any of the other matches. And yeah, then but, Stadium Stampede was totally different than everything else. So right. I, yeah. I guess just when you hear it and you're just like, another one, but like these are great wrestlers another who are gonna <laughs> these are great wrestlers who are gonna know how to differentiate it. So it was dope. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, we got a few humper chats uh, from Tony P. Uh, Swerve is a star. Those Europeans knew Wembley belonged to Swerve. Mm-hmm. I also think Steve and Larson's crazy theory about the story of Darby being really gullible like Surfer Sting and Nick possibly getting manipulated by Swerve to join the oh, Nick is Wayne. Right. I that was about cool. That we did part. get a Nick, Nick Wayne. Yep. He did that pop up out of nowhere. And then and Luchasaurus tried to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> power bombed him <laughs> onto a uh, skateboard. Try but it was really him. cool to see Nick Wayne get his spot yeah. out here. And uh, dude, at- eighty thousand people, man. He just turned eighteen, just got the contract. Like, yeah, I just saw him at West Coast Pro in front of four hundred people. So, yo, yeah, that <laughs> was know? that was really cool, man. So I was I was I was very happy to see Nick. Um, yeah, from Bizarro Big L, Phil out here <laughs> belting belting like Swerve's boy. <laughs> Music was on point tonight. <laughs> 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 He came out huge for the double table jump. Uh, someone please put up missing posters for Nick Wayne, Luchasaurus, and Christian. <laughs> be scheming. Uh, and Swerve's dread sticking out made me die. That was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Run it back, man. He didn't lose. Run it back. 
that was probably like a happy accident. That's just funny. Like it doesn't really play into the match, but it's really funny that like the end of the match is like his dreads are they played a role. Yeah. I hope he I hope he mentions that in the promo after this at some point. Nah, my but, dad just out. Really good stuff, man. Again, like seeing Swerve in there with Sting. And then Collision last night, seeing, I know, controversial today, but seeing Swerve and Punk lock it up and get at it, I was like, man, I'm telling guy you, in there. Swerve is out here, man. He's, he is. He's, he's looking like a massive he's star. He's having man. a good time. And every position they put him in, he looks like a bigger star at the end of it. That's what I love about how yeah. he's being shown recently. Yeah, when you think about it this year, um, he did take losses in most of these matches, but, man. They don't matter. In the ring with Tanahashi, in the ring with Sting, and right. in the ring with CM Punk. He's had some big matches this year. Like, I think after coming out of this, no one's like, oh, Swerve lost. They're just like, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about yeah. him losing. I, I definitely feel like coming out of this, you got to push this guy pretty soon, though. You got to yeah. give him the massive push, man, because he's he's ready. It's definitely time to start getting to it. We've seen it. We've seen the presentation. We've seen how he's dedicated to um, becoming a bigger star and a bigger star, you know what I mean? Like, so it's about that time, Tony Khan, let's start to execute. It's time to get him in some of them bigger feuds over there. Um, but I don't know. I like what the, this Darby and Nick went there. I think they still have some, some legs on this. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's done with Darby. I think there'll be another match with Darby after this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one coming up at, uh, maybe, uh, maybe not all out, but maybe at, at Grand Slam. Um, Grand Slam, I could see it, yeah, because yeah. what they got the Christian and uh, Christian, Christian and Darby, Darby match next, week. next yeah. week at the uh, at All Out. So, um, yeah. Uh, next up was the AEW World's Trios Championship match. You saw the AEW Trios champions, the House of Black, Alistair Black or Malachi Black, <laughs> Buddy Matthews and uh, Brody King. They took on the acclaim and not daddy ass, but badass Billy Gunn. Uh, this is really cool to start. Um, the House of Black paid tribute, of course, to Bray Wyatt having lanterns during their entrance. Um, also earlier in the night, FTR had armbands of mm-hmm. uh, Wyndham and Bray, uh, Wyndham and Brody and Jay Briscoe. So uh, some nice touching tributes here to Bray and Terry Funk also throughout the the majority of the show, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, Acclaim got a super big pop. Nobody's really surprised here. We all kind of were expecting this. Like, here comes the Acclaim. Huge pop. Max only got a few bars off. Yeah, I, I didn't think he didn't go as crazy as we kind of expected him to go. The rap was a lot shorter than I expected it to be. Because um, usually now. when WWE has those ramps, they have, like, their uh, backlash ramp, it, it takes 20 minutes to walk down there. But the AEW one wasn't as long as I expected it to be, which I thought was cool because run-ins don't seem as crazy. Remember that? What was that? SummerSlam. Was that this year or last year? The one where uh, Bailey and them returned. It seemed like that entrance was long as hell. You're like, oh, here's a run-in. He'll be here in 39 minutes. I don't know. It's going to take a long time. So I thought that was super dope. But yeah, the AEW trios, titles, uh here getting the victory was the acclaim and badass billy gun and uh, in a match i don't know i didn't really love it or hate it there wasn't anything offensive in it uh kind of an expected outcome here with you wouldn't want to do this all with billy gun and then have him lose here <laughs> um yeah i i think the house of black has been good champions in terms of the matches um i don't think that they got a whole bunch of storyline stuff to do but the matches have been hidden um and they've looked like unbeatable up to this point like they I have mean, 
the way they beat a claim the first time, like they beat the snot out of these guys. Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't even close. Um, so I was wondering how they were going to make this match uh, feel like it um, feel like it uh, was different from that one. And I think it was just, you know, them playing off the energy of the crowd, um, getting kind of a different um, Billy this time around because he's a badass now and he's not mm-hmm. daddy's scissoring and all this stuff. I thought it was a good touch to not come out and do the scissoring at the start of the match because they're serious this time around. Right. Um, all this stuff was cool. Uh, the interest was cool. I was a little surprised that we didn't get the we didn't get the initial Jim Johnson ass man um, theme, <laughs> but I'm sure WWE would not have given it to them. No, no uh, it would have been a cool moment for him to come out to that in Wembley. But yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Like the tributes we got were really cool. Getting to see the fireflies mm-hmm. in such a big stadium was a really cool moment for the night. Um, I think CM Punk also did like some Terry Funk moves in his mm-hmm. match as well that we forgot about. So he did yeah. uh, pay tribute to Terry Funk. Um, but yeah, this match was fine. It was it it wasn't my favorite match on the card, but it was a fun match. Um, it still made House of Black look like he had to put them through the ringer to win. You had to they had to hit them with several finishers in a row, and then all three of them had to pin a guy to win this match. Mm-hmm. Um, so they still look like monsters in defeat. Um, one of the funnier moments from the night was uh, Julia hopping in the ring and <laughs> Billy Gunn very audibly on te- television telling her not suck it. He he went through the entire line. No, was, yeah, it was, was like, not. He it was whoa. not PG. It was definitely it was definitely not rated PG. R. <laughs> Nah, and you could hear it loud and clear, too. Like, it was whoa. crisp and clear over, over audio on TV. Um, like, is he mic'd up? What's going on here? It, it felt like he was mic'd up. He said it loud. He he definitely shot her to Frank on TV. I was like, bro, all right, man. <laughs> all right, Billy. In front of 80,000, Billy? All right, bro. Okay. He he went back to a different time period, I guess. I'm I guess saying, he was trying yeah. to tell you, man. I'm, I'm turning back the clock. He I'm said, Billy look, Rose. he said it's bad out. We back to these DX antics, man. I'm about to get my shit off. <laughs> Careful out there, Billy. Careful out there, Billy Gunn. But yeah, not really surprising. Uh, we talked about it. Um, it's kind of like there's some things we knew if that happened, this might happen. So when FDR had win the when the tag team champions, like probably a sign that uh, they claimed and Billy Gunn are going to win the trios championship so they can maybe move them over to Dynamite and start executing that over there. So, um, yeah. yeah, very fun match. Uh, the, what they call uh, a popcorn match right here before the main event. If you want yeah, to go big popcorn match. Um, I continue to be very <laughs> impressed with Anthony Bowen. I always say that that guy is a underrated worker he's very athletic um he makes his offense look crisp and stiff um all of his spots in this match i was i was into it but i'm a fan i think bowen's awesome yeah i mean uh they are still a very very overact so Mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me that one they were on the show or two that they won this match because like yeah of course like it's big claim yeah, I, I think that was a big moment for a homegrown star on this show. Yeah, we we got exactly. a, a, a few homegrown guys, whether it be Hook or you know Max, of course, um, uh, Darby. They had their moments here, um, but I feel like the acclaim got probably the loudest pop of any homegrown guys on this crowd. Well, maybe not next next to Max, because Max is super. Oh yeah, yeah. But acclaimed, I feel like they were one of the most popular homegrown guys. So that was a big story going into this pay per view and having something that's fully aw's thing getting over with this uk crowd was cool mm-hmm. yeah shout out to the homegrown stars that got to do that because uh i think that's a an important thing to um pay tribute to all in but then they also kind of like 
showed that it's going to move forward to it wasn't all about just what happens in the past about what's going to happen um i guess that would lead us to the main event of the night which saw the AEW world champion mjf taking on adam cole for the AEW world championship but earlier in the night we now know that they won the ring of honor tag team championships so that was kind of looming over this match they started the match by uh Coming out with separate entrance, MJF came out with the big devil entrance with the mask and everything and the women, and he's being carted out on a thing. Uh, when they start the match, they both go under the ring and put on the Better Than You baby shirts to kind of show us some solidarity. They haven't played into the um, the split as much as I thought up into the beginning of the match. I thought I thought they played it up a little. They would play it up a little bit more, but. Um, Eventually, you know what's going to sound kind of crazy, Phil? I'd, there was a lot of uh, shenanigans in this. There was a lot of uh, kind of twists and turns. But I thought with what happened in the throughout the, the whole show that it actually worked for this match. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. what we see, we've seen Stadium Stampede. We've seen uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita. We've seen all these like really like AEW style matches. And this one kind of had some drama on it, but I thought that the drama was needed and kind of added on to the match. Yeah, I agree. I I personally think their time limit draw from Dynamite is a better match. Um, yes. But I think them using stuff like do, the callback to five more minutes in this was a good uh, mm-hmm. reference. I think all of the Roddy spots in this match were very funny, and they added to the to the intrigue in this match. <laughs> Roderick, uh, I'm your best friend, Strong. I'm your best friend. <laughs> I'm your friend. He was doing it. He was doing a roller from power. No, I'm your friend. <laughs> no, I'm your friend. I'm your best friend, Adam. When yeah. he came back at the end and started yelling, Adam, Adam, like Roderick Strong. Somebody need to help Roderick Strong out here, man. That, that was funny because I thought he was gone. So when he came back at the end, I was like, wait, he's back. <laughs> like somebody give my man Roderick Strong a Snickers, man. He is going through it, boy. He is definitely going through it. But yeah, I thought this match was, uh, I thought this match was good. I thought all of How the... did you feel about the finish? Because I saw some people saying that because the... Somebody called it a roll-up, but it wasn't really a roll-up. Uh, he kind of just schoolboyed him for a victory, which was kind of a tribute again a tribute. to the 1992 British Bulldog and Bret Hart match. A different way that they got to it, but still pretty much a tribute. Yeah, it was a tribute. I thought uh, if we would have finished with the double pin, then I'd have been like, what are we doing? Like, Oh, ooh, I forgot about that. The, Things the, got very nervous for a minute. There. I got I got worried that that was the finish, but then when we added on a sudden death, okay. And the stuff in the sudden death was very good. The the yeah. story stuff they did in the sudden death of um, building up. Um, Roddy came in and hit MJF with the low blow, and then we got the Panama Sunrise into uh, Boom, and it looked like that was the way Adam Cole was going to win, and he didn't. And for a brief second, he thought about hitting him with that that uh, belt and using that to win, mm-hmm. but it kept going, and then we got the finish we got, and afterwards. We got even more story stuff because um, MJF looked down at the belt and he's been saying for the entirety of this reign, all the way up to winning this belt, that everything he does, every disgusting thing he does is worth it because of this belt. He'd do anything to keep this. Everything he did was for this. And so for the story to be, 
oh, so you just wanted to be my friend because you wanted this just for this? And it was just like, well, Max, but that's who you are. That's, that's everything you, yeah, you've he learned done. learned this from you. Yeah, right. You, you've burned people. You've done horrible things mm-hmm. for that belt. So for you to now come back at him and think, oh, you would just pretend to be my friend for this belt? No, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, you are <laughs> a big, big hypocrite. For yeah. this? Yes, for this. You. What do you mean Everybody for this? Wants what have this. you done for this? <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was a, a very good stuff that they brought when he tries to get out of the ring and come back in with the, the tag titles. And he's like, mm-hmm. look, we're still champions. Like, this could have went any way. Either way, I got lucky. And Cole immediately brushes the tag title away. Yep. Very good stuff. Even yeah. afterwards, when he had calmed him down and they had hugged it out, mm-hmm. you still could see that look on Cole's face like he was disappointed with the result because he wants to be champion. Everybody wants to be champion. Nobody. The, if you don't want to be champion, what are you doing? And the storyline thing is he's like, I thought me tricking him into doing this second match was going to be able to get me to beat him. And they still beat me, even though he worked two matches. So they told yeah. I'm honestly the after story might have been the greatest storytelling than even the match. Yeah, I think there was some very good storytelling in the match, but I think the the closing stretch of the match and all of the aftermatch stuff was even better. Um, mm-hmm. That has me even more intrigued at this storyline to see where it's going to go next. I right. definitely could now buy into Adam Cole being the guy that beats him eventually. Yeah, um, me too. I don't know when it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen in full gear. Um, I also heard uh, before I move on that Tony announced that there's a new pay-per-view in October uh, called really? Wrestle Dream. And that's going to happen October 1st in Seattle. Um, yeah. yeah. Remember the Warner the Warner news came out that Warner wanted more pay-per-views. So I assumed they were going to start slowly introducing more pay-per-views. Seattle, that's not too far away. I like it over there. Yeah, no, we did hear about this a few months ago about them potentially going to a 12-month schedule, like having a pay-per-view a month. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, hey, if there's a, there's a pay-per-view in October... Uh, maybe that's where the Soraya and Mercedes match happens. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe that happens before it's, Full Gear. If it's in Seattle, we know it's going to have heavy Swerve, Darby, Nick Wayne influence over there. So yeah, I think so too. We're probably if we Swerve? have Brian. Yeah, if we have Brian back by then. Brian. Be yeah, if Brian's there, Brian's going to be in the main event for sure. Yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was this was a great main event. It was a good way to end the show. Um, I thought him, uh, Max standing tall and getting his confetti. I think if anything, if you are one of those people that were down on Max as champion, this storyline, everything going into this, the fact that he has had banger matches on every single pay per view this year. Now he's been a great yep. champion, man. He's been yep. a fantastic champion. This was MJF's fuck you to everybody. Like, I think after. I think after that great uh, build and match with Brian Danielson, people were still being like, well, I don't know, man. Maybe he's not the best champion. It's time for him to give it up. I think this was like, okay, I'm not the best champion. And you guys are saying the other company's champion has the best story. Watch this. And I think that he did that and he really executed. And they're still cooking. So it's like, yo, Max, Max, here's what everybody says. There, there's some people that, here a lot and he's one of those that he's going to stick it to you and I think today was that and it was just kind of a victory lap of him saying who he was who he is and what he is to this company and the company being like you're right dude here you go yeah I, I think it's a big uh I think it's a big moment for him not just main eventing this this show but 
opening the show, being the first show, first match on this show, uh, being the guy that enticed people to buy the pay-per-view and yeah. the fact that his storyline was the selling point for this pay-per-view in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, <laughs> now I feel like everything about All In was showing people like, no, Max is a ride. Max is a mm-hmm. star. Uh, he's going to be doing uh, more. He's um, about to be here. He's going to do more mainstream stuff. He's got like some voice acting coming up. Um, he's oh, yeah. Be- it, like, there's going to be the movies. He's in the Von Eric movie. Like when all this yeah. stuff starts coming out, then it's lit. Yeah, he's he's uh he's he's arrived, man. This guy's a massive star now, man. If if you still doubt that, you are just wrong. I'm sorry, yeah. he's just wrong. Yeah, if you're not on the max train by now, it's like uh you I, you have an agenda, and I understand it, but like, come on, <laughs> we know yeah. what time it is. Yeah, I uh, thought it was a great way to cap off the show. I was kind I was nervous for a minute when they were coming out because you just kind of. Wrestling shows are long, man, and you get nervous. You're like, these fans have seen a lot, dude. Like, they've seen, again, Stadium Stampede. They've seen Osprey and Omega. uh, Osprey and Jericho. They've seen a great women's match. They've had these big come-up-to-the-top moments, and they've had some bring-them-down moments. So it's like, you never know what is going to happen. But I thought the length of the match and the drama that they added and everything, the story for the main event was like, okay, that is a great way to finish off this big show. Well, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought this was a very good show. I think people that were nervous about the build, there were some valid criticisms about the build, but I think overall this ended up being a very good show. Yeah. I liked it. I thought that, uh, everything that they did was dope. Them announcing all in two was great. The crowds were fantastic. Um, all the, ex- the wrestling executed, um not not too many complaints honestly this yeah. is it yeah a few things that i didn't agree with here or there booking booking wise but uh you know can't be too mad at it uh see i guess we gotta wrap up our super chats and humper chats that we have left yep uh got a humper chat from tony p says uh <laughs> love the loving open and blatant uh bray tributes by the fans wrestlers and AEW themselves bravo to everyone there um i am now curious to see how they're going to finish setting up the main card for all out i agree same especially since we're going to be there <laughs> i'm like what are we about to watch <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it was very, i was very happy to see bray tributes for sure though mm-hmm. yeah it's been um i'm happy that when when wrestlers have the little bands mercedes had one i love what just that even that little tribute for me is like something so i yeah. love when they get to pay tribute to even though he never stepped foot in aew it's still like he's a part of the wrestling uh family you still gotta let him know right uh got another humper chat from bizarro big l he says uh i get that not everyone will like the finish but the callback and the drama in the match kept everything on a high point all night adam and njf pulled off a clean Pulled it off clean, and the Kingdom feud happens. Uh, still pushing for Richard Holiday uh, to back them up. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. think that's where this is going. I think that this is leading towards um, Max and Cole versus the Kingdom for the ROH uh, tag titles. Agreed. Yeah, especially with it really hammered it home for me when they showed the Kingdom on the show. I was like, all right, yeah. If they if he's if they are out here at the end of this giant show, and that's one of the lasting mem- images of the show. Like that means something. Yep. That's all the humpies. It's all our humper chats. 
All right. Uh, we'll go through a few of these uh, super chats and then we're out of here. Adam Russo says, please, I am begging everyone. Can we please, can we ignore, agree to ignore the backstage drama, pretend nothing happened and we can ignore a month of needless discourse. Uh, good luck with that, Adam. That's not going <laughs> to happen. You know, fans are enamored with all this backstage stuff. I personally just wish that it was handled better. I wish guys would kind of knock it off. I wish stuff would stop getting leaked. Um, I don't know. I just think a lot of this stuff is very unnecessary on, on everybody's part. Right. Especially when we never know the full story. Uh, Meet yeah. Norma says, were any animals harm, harmed in the scuffle? I don't think that Larry flew all the way to uh, the UK. That would be kind of yeah. crazy. I can't imagine Punk like in first class with Larry in the seat <laughs> next to him. And he's like walking through uh, backstage of Wembley with Larry like, nah, y'all better stay on y'all P's and Q's, man. <laughs> But he did have his Larry jacket on um, in his tribute to his, his, his best friend in the entire entire world, Larry the Dog. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, homie Aaron Busby says, when it comes to CM Punk situation, all I can say to Phil is, in DMX voice, that's your man's or that's your man's? Huh? Um, hmm? That him? Nah, my man came out here and had a fire match. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, as far <laughs> as like what happened on this TV show, the man's came and dropped it and then that's it. He came out, had a fire match, uh, showed some love to the transsexual community again. Huh? No, nah, yeah, that is my guy. I'm still right. a CM Punk fan. Sorry. Uh, Shane Monster says, Sting and Darby taking the titles off FTR is the agenda. Stinger just stealing every show at this point. Might just be TK's best signing, dot, 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 ever. Tony Khan would say that. Didn't he say that a few weeks ago? Yeah, Tony's a big Sting fan, so I'm sure he would agree. <laughs> uh, personally, I think his best signing is either Swerve or um, Brian. I mean, <laughs> you get the best wrestler in the world on your on your roster, man. Like, I nah. mean, if we're not probably including Brian. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, then yeah, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, it's probably Brian or or, or Kenny Omega. Because like getting Brian is pretty nuts. Uh, 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 um, almost done here, you guys. So I'm almost over, y'all. Tony P said, uh, Sting didn't know what 70,000 plus was like, but he knows what 80,000 plus is like. LOL. Love this moment for him. Yeah, man. I think that's big for him. I think him getting to end his career, um, on in this way. And not have his career ended with the run with WWE and going out on his own terms and getting to have like all these massive moments in, in at the twilight of his career, if you can say that. I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of that. You know, people go through stuff and their career gets taken away from them early on, and that sucks. Mm -hmm. So, I, I I'm very happy for that. And I mean, that was part of the reason why I was happy for Saray as well. I just wish, you know, mm. it, again, it didn't happen at Sheeta's expense. Yeah, and it's great for Sting because he's had a couple of different. Because if you know the Sting story, there were some times when he didn't. You know, he was down, he was down bad, and so for him to go through that, um, WCW fold and him hold out for the money, which he rightfully should, and then go to Impact and do all that stuff, and then still 2023 being able to have big moments like that every time he's on a big show for uh, WWE, like said in here. Or for AEW, he does something wild. So it's uh, it's great to see. Uh, Dream Ninja 77 says, OC and Gunther is the wrestler of the year list. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. OC, Gunther, uh, Big Billy Ospreay, uh, and Kenny Omega. I think those four should be at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. 
Omega. I think that's actually all the super chats you guys today. Uh, that's the show. Uh, yeah, I I see in our chat that somebody's saying the last question to the scrum is someone asking about women's wrestling. Oof. Uh, yeah, Tony's gonna have to uh, show and prove with the women's division going forward because I think not just with the science stuff, but some of the stuff from this show that people were disappointed with. Um, yeah, he's gotta he's gotta show people that this division is gonna progress. Um, hopefully, bringing in Mercedes will help in that in that way. But yeah, it's a uh, little 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 uh, little room to be pessimistic about it at this point. Long way to go, long way to go. It, it always seems like two steps forward, four steps back types of deal. So we'll see what happens. Mercedes, I think, is a big deal. Um, Moving forward, uh, I like to see what's going to go on next week. Hopefully, we get a stat match at least at All Out. If they're yeah, not, if we're not going to get. That's already been confirmed. Ruby they confirmed that Ruby challenged Statlander yesterday on Collision, and Statlander oh okay, was, uh, accepted. Yeah, see, I just watched the matches from Collision. I haven't gotten caught up on the uh, backstage antics. So yeah, All Out is going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Shout out to the big homie. He's going to uh, hopefully beat Miro. Um, not counting on it. Uh, of course, you guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the super chats. Thanks for the humper chats. Thanks for the thumbs up. Thanks for tuning in after this. I know there's a lot of post shows. There's a scrum going on. There's all kind of stuff going on, but we appreciate you guys here coming and support. Tune in uh, or subscribe to Fightful Select because this is, it's still very early in the day. I'm sure Sean, Sean Ross Sapp is going to have some kind of crazy updates coming up here soon. Probably already got crazy updates. So you're going to want to stay on top of that. Um, if you're going to be in Chicago next week, we'd be remiss to say that we're going to have a live Grapsity. If you want to hear more of Philip Lindsay and Righteous Reg and our homeboy, Will Washington, at StarCast, Grapsity Live, get your tickets, get uh, subscribed to Premier Streaming Network, um, catch Grapsity every Saturday. Um, I, there's just all kinds of stuff, Phil. I don't know. Hey. Did we miss anything? No, I don't think you've missed anything. Of course, you know, if you do subscribe to Fightful Select, you don't just get updates on the latest and drama and the latest and greatest with whatever negotiations and contract stuff. You also get uh, two episodes a month of Ask Grapsity. That's you true. Come and ask us questions. Uh, so, yeah, $5 a month. Can't beat that. that uh, price. Cheaper than a, a Subway footlong at this point. You can't even get a $5 footlong anymore. It's dead, man. It's dead out here. <laughs> uh yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been fun running through this pay per view with my friend. It's been fun uh, having the early day and being done with wrestling and all of this stuff before seven o'clock. Can't beat that. Yeah. Again, appreciate you guys for coming through, but we are out. Peace, y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.